Oh, it was your fault. Okay. Sorry about that. It was, yeah, totally my fault. <laughs> <laughs> The politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively Politinkering with the show where I don't know man Cause the truth is I don't know man I just I don't know man I don't know man I don't Hey everyone! Thanks for another. <laughs> okay, there's a reason yes, why I'm fucking up. Christ, this is your first man. time. Yeah, I'm I'm stumbling a lot today. This is going to be a tough one for me. Wow. Welcome to another episode of Politinkering, guys. With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Fabernitz. Hello. Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey guys. Please clap. Mel Snowflakes. <laughs> I'm Joey Bonnier, and we also have a special guest today. Uh, introduce yourself, special guest. <laughs> well, I, know I know your name's Kelly. I just don't know your last name. Hi. Hi, Kelly. I'm Kelly Ridgway. So, Kelly! <laughs> I love that that's Kelly. kind of an inside joke on our podcast now. Yeah. Um, Every time I mention your name, they're just like, Kelly! On every it's, single podcast. It's a great it episode. Yeah, we're big South Park nerds here, if you haven't you know, noticed for the past 20 episodes. Or the other Through show. season 12. Yeah. <laughs> Stopped watching. So, although we're having a joyous time today, um, I'm I'm not in a good mood. I'm sorry, guys. Um, when are you ever? Who is, is, dude? I oh, am. Yeah, that's true. I know. I'm a <laughs> fucking sociopath. <laughs> yeah, if you like to watch it, stuff burn down, it might be nice if yeah, you're a pyromaniac. Get the marshmallows. Yeah. So, you're I, not a so no, I didn't mean sociopath. I meant sadist. Um, you're not a sadist either. I don't know what you are. Nihilist. Masochist. Oh, there you go. That works. So are we. Nothing <laughs> no, Lebowski. Not. You you obviously care. You both cried. Who are you talking about? Everyone at this table, most likely. <laughs> so anyways, um, I want to talk about what's going on right now. And uh, it's kind of just a what is happening right now and a what the fuck and a what, 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 what. Um, I've what been sick for the past three days, guys. And I've had a big Like really cold. sick or like depressed, like Weltschmerz? Uh... No, I mean, I've had the Weltschmerz, but that's been rolling and going away and rolling and coming back. But I've been actually sick with a cold. Mm. Um, and I'm on like not a lot of sleep right now, a lot of cold medicine and like two cups of coffee. So apologize if I'm wired. Hmm. But I've also been researching and reading and going crazy on the internet too much and going all conspiracy theory on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> to, the extent, to the extent that I can go. <laughs> and uh, I just want to lay out what's kind of what was on my agenda to talk about today, and then we can start diving right in. So, um, is it a deep dive? It's going to be a deep dive. It's going to be multiple what deep What is that dives. reference? I don't understand that reference. <laughs> it's <laughs> Joey's little patter song he did at the beginning of one of the episodes. Uh, he was oh, just, like deep dive. That's amazing. You remember that perfectly. I yep. didn't remember until just now. That he but said, you remember it perfectly. Perfect oh, weird. <laughs> Deep dive, deep dive, dig in really deep. Dig in really deep, got it, okay. And uh, it means when you, a deep dive means you go obsessive on the internet and you like take one topic and you just dive so much into it. I call that like a- Tuesday, yeah. Oh, all right. I call that like a wormhole. Oh. Sure. We all have names for it. It's not a good term for it though. Mine is, it's like, it's more like falling down the stairs. Yeah, I just figured that's how you internet. That's how, yeah, that's pretty much how I do everything. Yeah, yeah. I just fall into it. the internet wants you to do it. They get you trapped. No, there's porn. 
Like, you, know, you don't <laughs> have to. That's still a trap, Sean. It's clickbait. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, in many ways. Okay, let's get back to my agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, first thing I want to do, okay, I'll go to my agenda, then I have a little apology slash correction mm-hmm. that I hate to do, but I have to. All right, first of all, I want to talk about the appointments that have been going on with Donald Trump's uh, new administration. Um, it's going to lead us into many different areas, many different tangents about specifically Reince Priebus and Steve Bannon, the alt-right, um, the European far-right, for instance, the, uh, the, Euro- the United Kingdom Independence Party, UKIP, which is responsible for Brexit, and Nigel Farage, who recently met with uh, our man Donald Trump recently. Brexit's the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Pretty good. I'll give it a B. Uh, anyway. For Brexit. But yeah. yeah, for fucking up Brexit. <laughs> no, that's a, I mean, the pun is a B. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, I want to talk about that, the Republican Party now and kind of what they're facing, because it's a really interesting situation between and all of them and the different sides and facets of them. And to be honest, it's a side that I've ignored. Um, I've ignored the right wing of this country for a little too long. And I've kind of lumped them together. And I think I need to do a better deep dive into uh, what they really, really what they really like. And maybe this is a keep your enemies closer kind of thing. But uh, I just like knowing every side of this country. And and so that was kind of my three-day thing is that I really tried to understand the right wing of this country. Anyways, um, I also want to talk about Marine Le Pen and uh, the, the kind of the right wing on the basically the Donald Trump of uh, France. And she might be running for election come in April. So we'll see about that. Uh, I want to talk about Angela Merkel. She might have to run for an unprecedented fourth term, and she might be literally the last wow, liberal democratic leader in it's Angela. Angela, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me for being fucked up with the Germans. Angela Merkel. Anyways, um, I want to talk about the historical parallels. I have kind of a cute little parallel that I want to talk about later but, uh, for uh, Donald Trump, which no one thinks there is any besides Hitler. There is other ones besides Hitler. Uh, like every other dictator? No, he's an, an, actually a Republican president mm. from the 20th century. Ooh. Ooh little tease. Okay, I also <laughs> want to talk about <laughs> the Dems' new leaders. Uh, Chuck Schumer is the new Senate minority leader. And uh, Bernie Sanders, Tammy Baldwin, Joe Manchin, I forget if I mispronounced his name, are going to be the other three senators in the leadership position. So these are somewhat the new leaders of the Democratic Party. So we got to talk about those guys and their strategy going forward, uh, which is... To little tease, a little bit of populism. Um, anyways, um, I also want to talk about. Pop, pop. I also want to talk about uh, the transition team, but let's kind of go back to that, I guess. Um, well, you said you wanted to apologize for something first. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Okay, so what I did last week or two weeks ago was. Um, <laughs> Would you do? I, I wanted. I talked about Trump women, and when I said to my mom, Trump uh, women? What do you mean? I'm sorry, like women who voted for Trump. Women, <laughs> oh, Trump, Trump women. <laughs> I was like, imagining like Tiffany Ma- Trump and like Melania. I am yeah. on, yeah. I'm on like my last thread here, guys. So give me like a couple of breaks. Just to that's, follow. that's one. That's one. Straight <laughs> on. Um, so basically, I assumed that female Trump supporters were only voting for Trump because theoretically they were somehow subservient to men in some ways or was somewhat anti-feminist. And this is wrong. I shouldn't think like that. Um Maybe they voted him because they're simply conservative. Maybe they're just simple bigots. <laughs> I don't know. That could be another reason. That's just <laughs> women can be racist too. <laughs> that was just I have to throw it in there. <laughs> I have to throw it in there. Uh, but you know what my point is that it, it, there could be all different reasons, and for me to just lump them all together was kind of wrong. So mm. I just want to apologize for that. And um, on and behalf it's kind of, of women. I accept your apology. <laughs> you're not, you're, I'm sure you're not a Trump supporter, though. That, so that's you're the not. only reason we brought no, you but here I'm today. A, so. a female representative. Oh, thanks. Oh. Here. I, I will take that to the heart. 
I appreciate that. <laughs> Seriously, that actually is nice. Um, no, because it's true. I mean, I think a lot of people did that. I think a lot of people were like, if you are a woman and you voted for Trump, you either are living in the past or you are racist or you just do whatever, you know, men tell you to do or you don't stick up for other women. I don't know. But just because you're a woman doesn't necessarily mean you had to vote for a woman. And that was, I think, kind of a shitty thing that there was a lot of like shame, you know, yeah, we said female the same shaming thing. about it. We're like, oh, if you don't vote for Hillary and you're a girl, like, shame on you. And I think, obviously, it was about policy, not about the person. And it got a little, a lot confused in this election as far as, like, being about the person and not about what they were standing for or what they were representing you, like, how they were representing you. And the offenses, too. I mean, like, the the amount of offenses that were piled on that Trump did— continue to not make a fucking difference across yeah. the board. People did not care. Yeah, nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit each fucking time something came down the pipe that was just equally horrifying or more horrifying than the last thing and nobody gave a fuck and I don't well, I think really outrage, understand why. But- yeah, the problem was that we weren't checking in with the other side. We mm-hmm. just kept throwing shit at them and assuming like, of course they're outraged by this, but you know that no one, all the polls that we had were completely wrong. So we obviously weren't getting the right um, information to to understand that not all the polls were completely well wrong. yeah that's I mean, not true well more importantly it's not so much all the, the ones that were publicized certainly <clears throat> it's no, not that that's they were not true wrong either. it's just that the see the amount of people who voted for trump were roughly the expected amount there wasn't this huge silent majority that everybody's talking about yeah. what really came down to were the people who did not, not vote for show Hillary up. clinton the, well, the, the people who didn't show up it, exactly. but that's still just the people that voted for barack not the people that voted in previous elections so i mean well, what is previous elections well i mean that's the thing though barack the demographics constantly changing so but, we can only really use so far back yeah but barack was like a huge all-time turnout right. and to well, people are excited to vote for him right right and that's exactly the right. thing to think, to say to assume yeah. that hillary was going to get those I, votes i'll tell you what man i don't know if i would if i had to go out and vote on election day i don't know if i would have actually voted mm. i really don't i mean it you know first of all not you know besides the fact that i live in california and my vote kind of doesn't count like all, all things considered. If everyone in California said that, then it's like, true. Who no, knows what would have happened? But, right. but you know you care about the down ballot stuff and all the propositions. Exactly. Even those, man. I live in West Hollywood. Like the majority bags. of the things I want end up going. The you bags. want to talk about bags for like six hours. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh my God. Let's not go back to the no, bags. We're not yet. About we bags. have too much to talk about. I we had a fight about the bags. You, you guys were very right. We did have a fight about the bags. It was great. <laughs> oh wow. We can save that. I was right. She was very right. Of and course. so are you, Mr. Bunyan. Well, yeah. Of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Solid. <laughs> we'll ignore it. Um, the point is. I got w- so destroyed. What's the right great. side of history? <laughs> the right side of history? Yeah. I don't understand. What does that mean? Why, why are they right? What is the. What, I don't remember the stances. What? What are you talking about? Oh, for the bags? Yeah. Oh. What no. we were just talking no, about. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, is this your to, first time on radio? <laughs> to ban plastic bags from California, period. Right, right. What were the stances, though? You you, you declared someone was I right. Didn't, so. I didn't, he didn't I didn't care. understand it well enough, oh. and I didn't care. And yeah, and I, well, I was just like, just I'm like, going to go pay for a bag anyway, because I forget my bags. And I'm like, 
bring your goddamn bags. Yeah, I tried to like, get, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to yell at you. I think during the podcast, you did yell at me. Just and then, bring the bag. I'm sorry, yeah, and then she yelled at me too. It's fine. It was it's great. That's how yeah. I, uh, you guys, I, I told you the white hat but, light well, of shame. That's not, well, that's not Works. what made you guys right. Anyway, I'm, I'm voting for lazy. Okay, I want to go back to identity politics. Identity politics is also going to be the theme of this day because it's kind of an interesting thing I'm grappling with in so many ways because both sides do it. And we, we, I just did it earlier when it, all women, th- you know, Trump female voters think are like this, or mm-hmm. we, we divide them into little voting blocks. <laughs> Baskets. Trump voters Baskets, walk like if this. you will. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about that in general? About what? Identity politics. What do you think? Are we talking about this? How like every time, you know, it's the only time you really are, you know, you, you specify exactly the person is. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's. I mean, for how PC everything is, listening to people talking about groups of voters is, it was, it's like so racist to me. I don't know. It's like uneducated black people voted for this person. And that's like, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I I get what, that you're splitting up demographics, but it does kind of lump everyone together in a group of like, if you're uneducated, you vote for Republicans. If you're educated, you vote for Democrats. It really kind of divides people. And just the whole talk about it was like really divisive. It ends up putting labels on people before the fact even. And they're like, well, here's like, what you the You could polls go to college in, and... and still vote for Trump. Like, I don't know. They just uh, kind clearly of— Clearly the numbers support that. <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, and not really. Boiling yeah. it down to— Oh, college-educated white voters? Yeah, they didn't that, go for Trump this year. 54%. Yeah, was, and then, like, working class. Yeah, yes. it was a huge— That's that why I can't make fun of you for being an Eastern college-educated white man. Oh. It's still only 25% of people, though. Right. right I guess that's right. true. You're right. I just did the college-educated white voters. Mm-hmm. I have actually yeah. saw a Facebook post, a rant, with the guy's a little— cuckoo but <laughs> as me saying that i sound cuckoo but the point is he was ranting about how college educated we divide by that and he was like how dare they say someone college educated knows more than someone who isn't college educated blah blah he ranted for a while um so i guess people can be upset about that you know not just simply race or you know white or whatever it is you know or religion it could be education everyone wants to, to be a fucking snowflake not learn anything i don't know but then <laughs> yes <laughs> Clearly, I'm yeah, evidence to that. Clearly, but then oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> what do you kind mean of, by identity politics? Good, sure. That's what you mean. Though, and right? This is kind of what I mean by this is when I'm going to transition to the alt right and and Steve O'Bannon and the transition team. Steve right O'Bannon. Now. Wow, I just said Don't O'Bannon. Don't you fucking dare. I'm so sorry. Don't you fucking dare throw an of the Bannon clan on that bullshit. I bet at some Sob. point he was. <laughs> Sob. <laughs> wow. That's true. It would be Sob. He, okay. We would share initials, but I, he is I, a son I, of a bitch, but he ain't an O. At least he's not a Sean. He isn't. Damn. Um, Shots fired. So identity politics is kind of what happened a little bit. Now- A uh, lot. Well, is, no, no, a ton, a ton. No, <laughs> wow. I, the no I didn't want to mean like that. I wanted to kind of just- well, okay, sure, I'll dive right is into Is this it. the same as the sportsification of politics, or is this a different issue? Sportsification? The the idea that I identify with this team, and mm, I'm going to yes, support this absolutely. team no matter what. Basic tribalism. Okay. And this is what the alt-right is. It's somewhat white nationalism. I'm not, They hate Racist. me saying that, but that's obviously what it is. Can you give some history on it first? Yeah, um... But here's the thing is the, the identity politics of it is that the, the white people theoretically or some white people or a group of them have believed now that since we treat black people, Hispanic people, gay people, Jewish people, however, like a certain block of, of voters and people and give them certain rights and blah, 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 they feel like they want theirs and they want their own little piece of America where they can do their own thing. 
And what that means is a different scale on many different ways. And this is what the alt-right is made of. People who believe that America should be a white nation made up of European descendants. And What's your first point? I mean, is that is, – is there something to be said for that, the fact that kind of a white male – Right in a weird way, well, yes. doesn't isn't classified as something. Well, that's kind of what I wanted like... to throw to you guys. I okay. was going to say, you know, it's a deep dark area of philosophy. You know, when we mm-hmm. start talking about white people and white, not even white supremacy, but white nationalism, it mm-hmm. obviously delves into all these creepy areas. How do you how do you guys feel? Let me throw it to you, Sean Fall. Melting pot bitches. What do you mean? <laughs> he refuses I mean, I to acknowledge the differences in people no matter what he, th- he right well i i don't i'm not saying to refuse to acknowledge i'm saying it would be very helpful for the country if we tried to actively uh stop acknowledging them as much as we do um the the idea you know we were talking earlier about voting for hillary just because she's a woman the idea of you know choosing to team up with someone or vote for someone that just comes from your country or just ha- happens to have some sort of genetic code that happens to be closer to yours than someone else's. It's it's utterly ridiculous. And the the only way to proceed is to start getting rid of this this concept of breaking everything down by race. Uh, If we were to continue along this path, it is really just divisive. Now, we can attack this from the media standpoint. There are certainly topics that the media does not cover. You know, you, you do not do stories about suicide because you are afraid that suicide is going to be increased. Mm -hmm. And this is something, you know, we talked, uh, recent episode, you were shocked by the idea that 60% of gun deaths would be suicide related. Right. And that's, that's largely because the media has chosen for the good of humanity and the good of our society to not cover suicides unless it is something monumental or someone famous that we have to know about. So, you know, we can make this decision as a country and as, as a society that we are going to stop going down this racist tirade every single time and try and acknowledge the facts and try and acknowledge what things are happening on their face value. I'm not certain I understand what that world looks like, though. Like this melting pot that you're talking about mm-hmm. and the stories that they're covering, how, how is it that, that uh... – Ideally, everyone has white privilege. Okay. So sure, but I mean, if you're going from the media's perspective, mm-hmm. if you're saying that the the that the media is perpetuating essentially the the concept of race, period. Yeah. There's no reason the media had to break everything down, all those numbers, because by racial bylines. Oh, you're They're, talking about the identity politics. Sure, in general, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, just that but, specific. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no. At the same time. They might be feeling that if they're not educating people, because think about it. I mean, we live in a big city, like one of the biggest cities in America. Um. Maybe by not educating people via the media about what's actually going on, then the ignorance continues. So do you just stop talking about it and just kind of let – because everybody is well, no, but a fucking the, media outlet now. It's the now. spin that they put on it. Yeah, Social we're the media. media everybody is. Exactly. Like, you can put whatever you want up on Facebook or and you don't have to fact check it. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. So, well, they are uh, trying to change that now. Yeah, that but is some, hopefully they do because I it's perpetuating. I completely disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already been on a tirade. But, but um, I just feel like if you're just throwing out lies and then outraged by the amount of lies being perpetuated, then how do you 
Right. How do you fix it? So it, <laughs> it, as far as the the breaking down of politics by racial guidelines, I certainly think that there's a place for that. Statisticians should be looking into that. Mm-hmm. The people that are breaking down and figuring out how to run elections should be thinking about that. But the idea that that is put forth as the reasoning that we are in this horrible situation is a, a myth that is perpetuated by the media that only serves to be more of a wedge between these people. And they are doing nothing to unify us. They are doing nothing that is is helpful to the situation. They're they're striving for time. They are striving for our attention. And so that's why they keep digging deeper into these these numbers that don't matter to the common man, that only matter to statisticians that are trying to figure out how to game the system. So how is this different from saying, like, I don't see color? It's not. Okay. See, I I think that's part of the issue, though. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times by saying I don't see color, it, it it's insulting to people who isn't that Martin Luther King's dream? Judge it, them by the content of their character. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, I I I mean, again, I can't speak from a black person's perspective, but I would say I would say I just don't see color. It it, it, it no no it's it's racial. Or I'm sorry, it's historically insensitive, certainly. Mm-hmm. But for a mindset moving forward, I think it is where we need to think. We all have to put the past behind us, essentially, and move forward. Yeah, but I realize you can't that put shit... the past behind you, though, man. Like, that's the thing. No, it's no, not... that's the thing. Everyone needs to put the past behind them. So it's that not is... happen. No, it, we... But how do we... How do we move forward, how do we get people on the same page if we are constantly uh, sure, harping sure, on these sure. racial so divides? I, I'm not simply saying it's not going to work, but I think part of the problem is that, by you know, um, there's an element of an other that you always talk about that, that might be just inherent in human nature, True. right? And so by by saying, okay, everyone put the past behind them, we're not going to think about whatever happened, and we could actually, theoretically speaking, put a complete blank slate on the on history. What If there is still that inherent other, then the solution what, will not be... What I'm saying is that just constantly revisiting and reliving the past is doing nothing for progress. It, what we well, need to do is attack fair, the dude. problems. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's fair. Like we we have made progress, right? We we've, ultimately, yeah, we've we've made progress, but not because we keep reliving our past. We make progress by fixing the issues. So yes, we take into account the historical context of how we got to this place. Okay, but then we fix that issue and move forward. Right. So if the historical context is that black people have always been segregated, mm-hmm. and so we basically made ghettos for them when they became freed slaves, right. and now we've kind of exacerbated that problem with the inner city, then mm-hmm. we need to figure out housing and the prison system don't certainly okay. yeah that, that's a huge part the of drug it. war yeah oh this is something that i was talking about off mic last week but um there was uh, uh mark garagos talking about uh, uh he's a you know high-priced lawyer essentially uh he was talking about the fact that the sheriff's department here is in charge of the pl- prison system essentially the, the county jails mm-hmm. so they staff these prisons with their oh, yeah. newest recruits they staff the prisons with people that are fresh out of police academy. That means your first two to three years of being a police officer, you are in a prison. You are subjected to that extremely institutionalized racist system Mm -hmm. that then further institutionalizes that. So yeah, there are certainly things that we can attack that can be fixed, that Uh can get rid of some of this institutional racism. But just to keep saying that there is institutional racism, yes, that's certainly, we we need to be aware of that. Yeah, that's the problem. Not every 
everybody's aware of it yet. <sighs> so I mean, well, it's not just no one's aware of it. No one's ever not changing. Not yeah, people. everyone's fucking aware of it. Like no. even the people that are racist are well, aware some, of it. Well, They're no, just no. exploiting it. Some I don't people know are aware of it. Uh, the people in charge are not necessarily aware of it. The, all the, uh, the Republicans they, they are not going to do public anything about it. But like, okay, for instance, they're not going to get rid of private prisons. That's one big fucking deal. There's so many traditions. That's my point. Maybe they are aware, but they just don't give a shit. Well, no, and I'm certainly not looking to this administration to fix the prison system. I'm not looking for this administration <laughs> to do to anything. <laughs> to the transition, though. Let's go back to this administration. Speaking okay. of transition. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Transitional Ooh, team. I didn't even think of these. Jesus. Good thing you're here. Trump is going trans. Uh, oh. That's good. All right. Yeah. No, don't. don't. Not as good as mine. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> don't be a one-upper. Uh, anyways, so... The member that we're talking about of the alt-right that's responsible for making all of us talk about it and why there is an article on CNN right now about, like, Milo Yiannopoulos and the alt-right and Pepe the Frog and why we all have to learn about this bullshit is that uh, we have a man named Steve Bannon who was just appointed to be the Steve chief Incredible Hulk? strategist. It's Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Yeah. Oh, good. That's close, I guess. Um, and <laughs> He's just making a joke. He knows what it is. And we also have Ryan's Priebus as the... Chief of staff. What kind of name is that? Like, where did that come from? Ryan's Priebus? Ryan's Priebus. <laughs> Some douchebag in Wisconsin. Like, yeah. is that, I don't know. Anglo-Saxon. It's, What's the origin it's SEO. of this man? <laughs> it has descended from the Caucasus Mountains. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. He looks like a little dorky Jew. Uh, so I don't know. Oh, He's yeah, kind of true. a pushover. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I can I say so, that. Yeah. I feel like I, I've earned that one. Still racist. Anyways, he's a little turd. I hate him. <laughs> um, you denounced your Judaism. You can't say that anymore. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. I can still do it for the jokes. California nope. atheist. <laughs> yeah, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's Seinfeld says I can. <laughs> <laughs> you're then, then you're still Jewish. <laughs> yep. Fuck. <laughs> Mom, I don't know what to say. You got to get the uh, force. We'll talk about this next job. Well, I mean, don't tell Steve Bannon. Don't tell Steve Bannon. Does he hate Jews too? Yeah, big time anti-Semite. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm just oh, like yeah, daydreaming yeah. about like. Nah, nah. He fucking hates everybody. See, that's the thing, but- man. I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Well, no. I guess the point is, why did he appoint him, and what what is why did we miss this? I no, guess no, is my I, big issue. I'd like to know why don't we see this coming so hang on. earlier? Because so no what, one saw Trump coming. Slow down, slow down. What okay. what is a chief strategist? A good point. Let's talk about this. Isn't is that, that is made that, up? Yeah, I mean, it really, no, 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 okay. no. I mean, it's everything's made up in the yeah. executive branch. Okay, um, but this one is a big deal. This is Carl Rove's job and Valerie Jarrett's job. So basically, okay. the the Bush, the Bush whisperer, right? And <laughs> that's what Carl Rove's job was. Who do you remember who the chief of staff was in Bush's first term? Was it, oh no, yeah, because I don't fucking remember either. Yeah. That's the point. Carl Rove, yeah, he dominated was everything. Okay, dominated him. And he was the chief strategist was his actual title. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, like, all of these positions are kind of fluid, and they're really just, like, titles, and you can kind of assign how much responsibility you want. Yeah, I jumped to to this too fast with the Carl Rove stuff, and I shouldn't have. I kind of should have (laughs) saved that as my punchline. Uh, My point is that— Carl Rove is your punchline? Well, my— That was not going to be a good joke. No, it wasn't my punchline. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, Of course I'm ruining all my jokes by explaining them ahead of time. Um, My point is, there's a power struggle, theoretically. Um, Listen, if you have—we don't have the clip here, but listen to Reince Priebus on, like, CNN talk about the appointment of Steve Bannon, and he stumbles and stutters and is scared out of his shit list. It's just, it's crazy. He is 
he stumbles through it and he basically says like, he's a naval officer and he uh, went to Harvard Business School and blah. And it, he's basically scared out of his ass and he knows what's ha- about to happen. He is, has no experience in actual formal government. Priebus, that is? Priebus. He's mm-hmm. the former RNC, RNC chair. chair. Mm-hmm. And, and he's a super pushover to he's Trump. He's a super pushover, obviously, to Trump. He's will like, saw that. okay. And- he just wants to get his name in there. The deal is Trump is putting him in there to make nice with, obviously, the House Republicans mm-hmm. and Paul Ryan. We all know this. It's obvious. The question is, how much is Steve Bannon going to have an influence over him? And how much power is Steve Bannon going to want? And they're good friends, right? Like, that's the reason well, why Trump— Oh, you mean, who's good friends? I'm sorry. Trump and Steve Bannon, they're like— Yes. Buddies, pals. Yes. And then this kind of goes back to my conspiracy theory, or not the conspiracy theory. I, I can go back to one point in history where this all went bad. And it's actually kind of weird. It's the death of Andrew Breitbart. Um, Breitbart, we all know now, is a very famous news source, which is Steve Bannon's. I don't think we all know that. That's the thing. Well, man. now we do. As of this week, the media tried so. to push it like the whole time. They which pushed, is a they, shame. They right? definitely pushed it the whole time, and and even <sighs> fucking House Republicans were. You I'm know, upset it, that we have to talk about week. this. I don't like that we have to talk about this. It's just, I know you don't. But this we, is the next four years, man. Yeah, it's it's extremely important. This is stuff that's been hiding under a rock because Barack Obama's been president for eight years, and we just haven't been looking. That's yeah. all. It's been boiling up, especially for the last four years. What specifically? The alt-right. Yeah. What do you mean by that? The alternative right is the far, far right of the American Republican Party. Okay. GOP. Even if they don't want to, you know. Own they them. used to call them neocons. No, they're worse than, much worse than neocons. What are some of the tenets of this alt-right that you're talking about? Like I kind of named them earlier. It basically lines up with white ethno-nationalism. Okay. Meaning America is theoretically a white country. Okay. That is been uh, belongs to the white anglo-saxons are and they religious really this is the basis of actually right? no um they're not necessarily religious some are some are not um some are doing it because they're kind of like they call them natural conservatives mm-hmm. where they're just theoretically everything is free government everything is this is this society this is white anglo-saxon european society mm-hmm. now it does Nazis. kind of it, yes <laughs> well well that's definitely like 25 percent of them or some whatever I give you I give or take a few percent ethnic cleansing that's sure. definitely and they they recognize that they know that <laughs> like if you read articles about it, they're like yeah there's a part of us that are just straight stupid Nazis well you uh, swastikas yeah they straight are I mean and they <laughs> that's there's no denying that I had to read a lot of articles on them they're um they're on the Daily Stormer the Daily Stormer uh, I can't believe I have to talk about this too it's another website it's the most grab fa- your balls brother it's the most <laughs> just famous let's do it. Come on. right. A neo-Nazi website in this in the world, in the, or maybe this country. It's got two, three hundred thousand visitors a day. I think it's um, it's upsetting. I had to read three. Say that again. Two hundred. I think it's three hundred thousand okay. a day. Wow. Unique visitors. I mean, that's not a huge portion when you think about three hundred million, three hundred fifty million people in this country. But I mean, how many people are in? How many? You know, how many? How many members does ISIS have? They only have five thousand in Mosul right now, and they're causing a fucking shitstorm. There you go. But so you talk about three hundred thousand. They're losing, by the way. Anyways. With the president in office and the entire military behind right. him. I don't so... want to get too worked up because I – anyways. The I, I, I kind of like you, ba- too. I'm pretty sure Sean Let's go back to Breitbart's death. Breitbart. Andrew sure. Breitbart is a very famous Jewish man. He's kind of like me. He grew up kind of conservative Jew. When was his death? 2012. <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2012. <laughs> it's not even a big deal. Like, I don't – I never liked Andrew Breitbart. I always thought he was a douche. He came on Real Time with Bill Maher. <laughs> you knew who this fucking guy was? Yeah, he came on Real Time with Bill Maher a lot. He was on, like, Gangish. Daily Show. <laughs> He was just um, a straight conservative who was yeah. like a Fox News kind of guy. I thought he was still alive. Now he died recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. The point is, it's a very, very interesting thing because it was a huge turn in this website, Breitbart.com, which is a website that bears his name. And, that and webs- it got turned over to him. 
It Steve Bannon. He got right? turned over to Steve. Well, not turned. Yeah, turned over. Sure, is a good way. To <laughs> when he died. No, no. Yeah, I'm saying more aggressively. He grabbed it. Um, Steve Bannon. Did. Steve Bannon. Now, I also want you. I also refer to you to Ben Shapiro. Uh, ben Shapiro is a writer or former editor at large of Breitbart, and he recently resigned about five months ago or so because he's a never Trumper, and he decided that Breitbart became basically Trump Pravda, the website that completely supported Trump. And there's complete evidence of this, and they don't even deny it. The point is, I refer to you to his article about this, and he tells you exactly what St- who Steve Bannon is, what Steve Bannon wants, and what kind of person he is, because he's had, he just knows him, and he's worked under him for a long time. Now, he claims that he's not the actual racist, anti-Semite bigot that he really is, or he has no evidence that he has said this shit in front of people. Okay. I'm sure actually he holds some of these beliefs. He has to. But he has ne- he's too smart. He is maybe the smartest man in the room. He's that creepy... Ben Shapiro, who might be the smartest man, honestly, and I disagree with him 50% of the time. He's a very big conservative. He's one of the smartest men. Says that he is the most dangerous human being in this country. Says that Steve Bannon is the most dangerous human. Steve Bannon is the most dangerous human. He is not a bullshitter. Like serial killer, like sociopath mind. He's kind of like that. He's basically the ultimate power climber. And what he did was he attached himself to Breitbart in 2012. And when Breitbart died, he jumped on that website and turned it into the forum for the alt-right. The way that they can make fun of liberals and do all these different memes, when memes is a big thing for them, that's how they kind of go. And they have a whole wing of them that are just designed to troll the left and troll also what they call uh, cucks, cuckservatives, <laughs> cucks, cuckolds, mm-hmm. cuckservatives. This is cuckservatives. Yeah. They call. So I hate to say this. This is their insult for everyone who theoretically is a slave to liberals or whatever you have. And it's a term from pornography as well. It has to do with, I'm sorry, mom, D- turn your mouth. Just fucking mom. say the goddamn words. Uh, Jesus it Christ. It has to do with white guys watching black guys fuck their wives. Okay. I don't think it has to be a racial element. It's usually a racial element. Really? Yeah. Not always. Usually. That's what I've been reading. you spend more time on those sites on, than I do. No, I've been reading it online a lot. Anyways, <laughs> the point is... I don't know. I'm sorry. Reading. <laughs> it's research, I, mom. Just, just have break for the articles. Oh. Um, wow. Where do I go from here? Well, I just, I don't, so I don't get it. I don't understand what the problem is. Where so do we got, all go from here? The problem got... is Steve Bannon's connection to all of this. Okay. And he is now theoretically more powerful than anyone in this government, even more than I said, I was wearing well, a pence before. How about, how about Donald Trump? I mean, Donald Trump himself, Donald what Trump are some himself, of the things he believes? Exactly. Donald Trump is the wild card in this entire situation. <laughs> we got to understand that he could be actually making a good decision once in a while. Luckily, a broken clock is right twice a day. So it could happen. So I started listening to Trump's most recent book. Um, oh wow! <laughs> the, the art of the comeback, I believe it's called. Uh, no, no, more recent than that. He had one in <laughs> He's three books in uh, 2015. Is something about uh, making America great again. There was some bigger title. Maga. Exactly. Every, I can't. I, every time I see that, like a hashtag M A G A, I don't know what it means. <laughs> oh, that's what that obviously means. Obviously, do. I mean, I do now, just, but every, okay. but like it takes <laughs> no, me a while. You just <laughs> said you know what it meant. I, I, I like literally, feet feet to the fire. I literally did not know what that meant until you just pointed that out. There, yeah. Right. See, I always I've see never the hashtag seen that. I live in a bubble. <laughs> but amazingly, uh, Trump's <laughs> words sound a lot more sane when they're coming from someone else. So someone else reads the the audio book of his his words. And it's <laughs> but essentially he the didn't sa- write that. You know that. It's essentially the same words he's been using on, for the most part. Like this He doesn't write huge. those either. He reads a teleprompter. <laughs> 
Uh, I think it's Jared Kushner is the one who's his like, same yeah, children yeah. are like, okay, yeah. <laughs> his son, except apparently, well, we got to talk about Kushner. You want to talk about Kushner? Go for it. Who is Jared Kushner? Yeah, Jared Kushner why is his did son his, in law. Why did his dad go? Sorry, okay, he's Ivanka's, <laughs> Ivanka's husband. <laughs> Ivanka's husband, who is he? Um, give us a little. He's from Jersey. You must know a little bit about him. He's in the oh, transition oh, team. Take it easy there, Phil. Well, did I do identity <laughs> politics on you? <laughs> Fucking Jersey boy over he's, here. Yeah, he's, he's more or less heading his. Well, he's not heading his transitional no, team. I don't even he's know. He's on who the transition team. Go for it. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know either who he is. I, know I just he's know that he's a real estate he was, you know, boy. Uh, his dad was a huge real estate magnate in Jersey and was arrested for corruption charges and all these crazy shit. Who arrested him and who prosecuted him? Exactly. You know. Go ahead. Don't, don't tease us. So Chris us. Christie basically <laughs> – so, so what happened was Jared Kushner's dad was um, uh, thrown in jail more or less to sound crude by Chris Christie um, who prosecuted the case itself. And once the transition team was put together, Chris Christie was the one who um, signed – essentially the non-disclosure agreement with the current administration so that, you know, we didn't have a, a good view of the inner workings of the government. Um, meanwhile, Jared Kushner was harboring this grudge against Chris Christie and ended up firing him, uh, you know, or rather, you know, Trump fired him. However it went down, Chris okay. Christie was ousted um, and uh, Kushner continues to fire anybody kind of connected to him and also all of Christie's people are holding grudges as well against it and everybody's bailing if they were connected to Christie. How um, did Chris Christie get this far with this connection to begin with? I think I don't, Kushner it, grabbed a power. I think Kushner stepped up. No, it, like, but like they used Kushner's yeah. way close. I mean, he's like married to his right. golden child. I think so. he was silent until now. I think he stepped what? up now. I, I mean, that's got to be public knowledge. Like, how did? That's the thing. How None is of it this is. not orchestrated? Trump this keeps could all be some Trump crazy knife fight. Is how they're describing it. Right, it could yeah. be. This is all, I mean, this is all theoretical because we don't fucking know. No right, one is. No. Just no one is in there. No one is. No press is in there to report really on this and tell us what is going on. Well, and he's saying Chris Christie that they wanted him. Out of there because of the whole Bridgegate scandal, and he brought too much scandal with him, and so which could be true. Anybody related to him, now, they're like pushing out now, and nobody wants to take let over. Me, right. Let me be clear, by the way, no press necessarily should be allowed. Let me take that slightly back. I don't think any press is usually allowed in these type of closed room discussions. But I guess more there needs to be some sort of access to the information of what's going on. I so will you're, say you're absolutely this. right. Yeah, we're really, learning I mean, a lot about how this whole process works that, of how you become president. Nobody yeah. guaranteed, nobody knew anything about this. This is the best civics lesson for it our is. country. And that's exactly the thing. Like when Barack was doing all of this shit, no one gave it's a seamless. fuck. Well, now yeah. It's seamless. Like, we're, we're all learning with Trump. <laughs> exactly. And by the time this, be a president. this term is over, we'll all be better presidents than Trump. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how funny would that be? Have you, this turn, the best people. This turned into classical <laughs> Athens where everyone is like the government, right? We well, all the, know exactly how to, I'm just fucking around. We all turn into the educated government operator. Well, so the go ahead, the last headline I saw said that Pence was going to start clearing out the lobbyists. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah that's I heard too. that too. He nominated all these like insiders. Mm -hmm. He's like drain the swamp and then gets everybody involved in the swamp like yep. on his team and what now he's going to fire them who's he going to well, replace I, them with but i mean then nobody you, in their right mind wants to be in a Trump administration much less women there's going to be no representation well, that, that's also a, my kind. a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I mean, you know, he's, if it is in fact that he is listening to the people, now all of a sudden he's a flip flopper and in, doesn't have control over things. So, like, there's there's no way for him to win Trump in that situation. He ran on a like flip flopper. A yeah, like, I don't platform. think Trump gives a fuck about 
coming <laughs> off as a coming off as a flip flopper. Uh, no, I mean I don't know what he cares about, but oh. the media perception and the public perception is what I'm referring to. But he still doesn't give a shit about that. He doesn't but we'll in the media see. he can't win either way is what i'm saying it's well, gonna yeah, be but the question yeah. is how can he what who should he appoint to these positions is the question and so what what is his thought process he's asking behind that? for recommendations from people currently in the white house saying hey do you know any conservatives that would be good for your job yeah, he never <laughs> expected to have this job guys like well, this yeah. is like thrown on him like it's been thrown on us like, he's like i gotta hire exactly. four thousand people like all i know how to do is fire Kurt, people yeah. i don't know secretary of they they were surprised that everyone <laughs> left the White House. Like they they had no idea, and yeah, they were not planned know. for any of that. They didn't it's, know. It's you well, know. So let's go back to the to the guy behind it all, Steve Bannon. Oh yeah. Um. Ugh. So so I. Joey still, I mean, explain it. Do you, do you know a little bit of his history, his background? Yeah. So wait. Said, yeah. Oh yeah. Like what is what is his profession? We kind of left do? it off there. We kind of left it off right at that 2012 mark where Breitbart died. Does he have like past um, lives? Yes. No, like experience. <laughs> yeah. what, what's his job? What does he do besides okay. run Breitbart? Well, actually, that was his main nine to five job. Um, Is it like a journalist? No, and, and basically the CEO. Uh, he, oh. would, he would approve all the business decisions and he would read every single article and sign off on. That is clear. Uh, mm. Ben Shapiro said that. But he was also theoretically working on a lot of other stuff. He's he's an executive producer in Hollywood. He what? produced a lot of documentaries. And I forget which movie he produced. No. It wasn't actually that bad either. <laughs> I'll look it up. Get look out it up. of here. Uh, he also produced documentaries from Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin. This is Ugh. kind of the thing. Ben Shapiro describes this very well. He tried to climb with them. He tried to latch onto them. He is the ultimate climber. Yeah. And he is super smart. He's very smart. He knows how to manipulate people probably more than anyone. And here's the thing. He likes to fight. He likes to get revenge and he likes to vanquish his enemies. And so does and Donald he, Trump. And he likes when people talk about him. He loves Sounds like, like a good he, fit. He, yeah, they're the same. He's a ve- that's, he's very much the vindictive side of Trump. And that's kind of why Trump is on his ear right now. And we all have to be very, very afraid because Ben Shapiro describes him as the ultimate alpha. And and I know Brent's Priebus. I know Priebus is the ultimate beta. So this mm-hmm. is only has one possible solution. And I don't have to spell it out for you. True, but when you got too many alphas, if if Trump wants to be alpha and then he gets Steve Bannon you know, sort of challenging him, who's to say he's not going to flip out one day and be like, That's such a good point. You're right. He's the wild He doesn't like... I don't know if Trump is an alpha. That's a great point. I think we do. I really don't. I think we do. I don't. I don't. I think in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, you're right. I think he's got this inferiority complex. He's this boy from Queens who, like, wants to hold... When it comes down to that kind of businessy stuff, he does delegate because he doesn't know and he gets freaked out. Yeah. I think... I think he just wants to be accepted in the long run and he has this sort of, like you know, underlying point of it. This is my other fear. Comes along and fucking looks. This is a fear of I think he wants to. I think he wants to. Did you see those pictures of him with Obama? Like, Obama was definitely alpha in Trump. Like, well, that's going to be happening. But yeah, it's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. That's certainly not expected. Everyone knows that he just simply listens to the last person who talks into his ear. That's. Do we know that though? I'm hearing. I I mean, that's what we're learning. (laughs) That's not a good thing. It's 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 scary shit, but that's the truth. Um, But who's going to be in his ear? And let's get back to Steve Bannon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about what he did. Um, he supports. He, he didn't actually write any of these articles, but he simply supports them, and he likes being a forum for the alt right. Okay, well, the alternative. So t- talk right. to me about some of the articles themselves, if you can. Sure. So you were saying you were reading a bunch, or you saw a bunch of these, or now a lot of the articles on Breitbart are 
for the lulls, if you will. They'll even admit that. They they like trolling people, okay? So they might say crazy headlines like, I forget what it was, like birth control makes women go crazy or something like that, just to get you to click on it, right? Obviously. People You're make, saying people it doesn't? Make, and that's the thing. Well, <laughs> good. People make casual racist jokes all the time, right? It happens all the fucking time everywhere around this country. And... And until now, we haven't really taken it seriously. People will just kind of like offhandedly throw a little Jew joke out there, a little, you know, a little black joke out there, a little Polish joke. They're all the same, right? So what's the oh, danger? Oh, sure. Now in you're that, in though? the melting pot. What's the danger in that, though? I agree. I think our words. I'm not in that. Our, our, our words echo. My man. Our words echo um, clearly. I mean, just by like, think about rumors and gossip, just mm-hmm. a telephone. And think about you telling that joke. Whatever it is, especially when you're a kid. When I was a kid and we heard those racist jokes, it does somewhat normalize, uh, I hate we're going to use that word, the mm. issue oh, of yeah, racism in some that. ways. And maybe over 10 years and 20 million jokes and your dad being slightly racist, that causes you maybe not to be, I don't know, racist in many ways, but maybe to hold certain values like stop and frisk is a good Certainly. idea. And, and see, but that's what I'm saying. That's, you know what that's I mean? the danger of the melting all, pot that I kind of wanted to get back to. Well, I don't want to say it, not it like a priori leads to it, it okay, but, but it's I think not that a, what happens right, is It's not a straight line. I think that everybody is a little bit fucking racist. And until you really acknowledge the fact that you are almost incapable as a human being not to see the other in some capacity, you're not going to be able to progress as a society. Now, this is the fight, okay? This is the the alt-right fight. They are fighting multiculturalism. They are fighting the idea of us living together as diversity. They hate that. They want a white— a country, well, a white state. That's not the melting pot, though. That what is kind of that's life? purification. Do the, I just? I don't understand. Of course, we don't what, understand. I, but I, like, I don't want to understand. But do they? Do they not acknowledge them as people? Do they want no, them to just simply move that's away? Interesting. Do that, they? Because they do. These alt right is this new form of it where they like. They don't have any of that. Uh, personal racism. For instance, like Milo Yiannopoulos always brags about having black boyfriends. He's a gay dude who loves black people, supposedly. And not like that excuses any of what he says. (laughs) I'm just saying that he would theoretically argue that the part of the alt-right doesn't mind gay people and doesn't mind black people and and like has a Pakistani writer on their website. So it's like existentialism and essentially, (laughs) philosophically speaking. (laughs) They're not in it for the white nationalists. I don't, even though they're supporting their cause, I don't know why, I don't, I guess they are. That's why I ask what, if, if they are actually this closely related, is the alt-right synonymous with racism or has the racist tentacle attached itself to the alt-right movement like what's the uh, the like what are they trying de- it depends to do? who you ask because every, the, whoever yeah. you'd ask what the alt-right is will define it in a different way if you ask because well, it's not an, an actual thing it's, it's a very concept. new it's yeah. literally started two years ago it's like from asking some what, fucking what, neo-nazi so fuck them i'm sorry it's okay gotta calm but down like the well that's the thing so <sighs> yeah was it actually started by neo-nazis yes this okay yes it's basically these people who intellectualize ethno nationalism, okay, who who take social Darwinism and eugenics and neo-Nazism and intellectualize it from a form of some enlightenment philosophy. Well, we started it. Hitler just ruined it. So they just feel like they're superior, not that they want everybody else to die. They clearly feel that way, but they've switched their goal. They realize that that is a unrealistic goal. So what they say now is that they just want to be separate. They just want to like cut off immigration. They just want to have certain places to themselves where they're not bothered by us the rest of the America. There's a thing about cutting off immigration, but right, yeah. There's they, another thing about 
cleansing the country there's a scale there's a scale there's like literally there's you know somewhat some of the alt right the most moderate of them who just want to cut off immigration and to put and ban muslims from the country and there's some who literally are nazis some history some history of kind of racism in this capacity as far as immigration might be necessary here though i mean can you can you give us some history on that as far as like how how racism essentially in the past has um been informed by what what is more uh, appropriately named uh, xenophobia. You know what I mean? In other words, th- th- isn't that more or less how Hitler essentially kind of came to power in a sense of just more? Sure. Of, it, it began with more of an immigration problem than— yeah, that's clear. I mean— It's not it, clear. That's what I'm saying. Well, a lot of people okay, don't know I'm, that. You're so right. I'm sorry. If you can talk about the history of that, that might be helpful. Yeah, I mean, it's just simply blaming the in, other. In other words, and, how, does, and how does— Finding a scapegoat for all of your country's problems. And it happens to be that you can take advantage of your country when you're in an economic— well, I, disaster. I, I guess what I was trying to lead you to is that it's it's a dehumanizing element of it. In, in other words, when you once you classify someone as unillegal, right, or then then it it dehumanizes them and it, it places them on par with or places them subpar, right? They are no longer a human being who happens to be you know residing in this country. They are unillegal. Sure, I think you're taking PC it too. Semantics. You're being a little bit more. See, that's the thing. You're giving I don't them more. Know. You're giving I them more credit. Know. They wouldn't even say that. They no, it's not intellectual. They'd be like I'm Mexicans. They'd be like it. Mexicans don't belong in America. That's all they would say. That yeah, that's a different thing than immigration or illegal immigration. They just say Muslims don't belong in North America. They belong in their. That's what they would. That's say. That's what they might say. But I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to go back old. more for for. The, the kind of underlying philosophical element of it of work, I guess more so not philosophical, but but psychological um, premise okay. of once you, you know, again, it's not it's not a conscious effort, but it's when you what, call someone. what ethnicity goes with what country that you are in. So if they think, okay, you're a Mexican, you need to go back to Mexico. You're right. a Muslim, you need to go back to your country. Well, all I'm saying is once you put the but once you place the label. But that's a religion, so that doesn't be, make well, any it's sense. Well, that's, that's what I mean, though. Once you place, place, it makes sense. It's just all, like, it's what like whatever, is, whatever you, isn't white. Once nash. you place a, a label on someone other than human being, it automatically dehumanizes them. And that's the thing. And it, isn't, it, from a psychological standpoint. Clearly, doesn't that clearly. bolster my clearly. point of trying to... The melting re- pot? Exactly. Trying to refrain from bringing race into it all the time. When you classify these people as a specific race, that tends to dehumanize the them. The problem is that, that the melting pot... That tends to make pot, the thing worse. The problem Potentially, is that, you're right. The melting pot kind of brings up stuff like f- forces people to lose and forces them to change their culture. No. So it the, seems like it. No, okay. The, the melting pot is not a uh, an instant inferno. It is a continuous... Bubbling cauldron. Our generation is less racist than our parents' generation. It will slowly our parents, erode their culture. Exactly. Our parents. Well, and that's kind of the point. If you're coming to America, like, I'm all for assimilation. <laughs> clearly. Exactly. I mean, that's you know, if if you if your culture was so great, then you know you could have stayed there and made it greater. I mean, the idea that we can become one country is is basically the the idea of the of the country itself what are I mean, you melting though specifically yeah, exactly. race or religion or gender or i mean all people, of it i mean it's but, i mean so uh, a civilization evolves one religion is not just going to pop up out of nowhere so over the course of Scientology. the next well it still it still has <laughs> basis in things around it there were there were drawing from other religions to create Scientology all religions do that dum, that's dum, what dum, i'm dum, saying dum, dum. so in, in over the but... course of the next 1000 years in america there could become either a lack of religion or a shared religion or a shared dichotomy. There'll be a lack of. 
hopefully, but you know, yeah. we'll see. No, I mean, no, we'll, we'll see. But it still gives people an identity. <laughs> we are seeing it, and so. But that, have, have, that say, identity is tearing us apart. Yeah, but to say you're going to just melt it all together, kind I'm, of give you know. I'm not saying that you like have saying, to give up your religion. Well, that's I'm saying, saying you're that giving up your, your identity. Well, no, all I'm saying is that your children are are going to be less identified with the country that you came from than you were, and that's just a continual process, and sure. we have to allow that to happen. Can I ask you a couple specific questions no. related to this? Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> what about language? Um, mm-hmm. Should they be forced English. to learn? So language should be our official language? Certainly, yeah. Um, we we have to decide on an official language. You know, if you guys want to make it fucking French, fine. I'll fucking learn French. Whatever we want to make. No, we're not fi- making it French. Whatever we want to make the official language, that's fine. <laughs> but we do need an official language. That is one of the biggest problems is that we do not communicate and we don't communicate well. And once we start to communicate across the same lines, I mean, if someone invents an awesome babble fish and we can all understand each other, then sure, fuck, speak whatever the hell you want. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if <laughs> you really want to there, that kind of exists by the way now i think there yeah might be there, there's close i think it's called babblefish yeah and, you, oh. and there's <laughs> apps Shut too. Up. yeah it's still not great but you know i mean if if we become a techno centric world that is going to alleviate the need for all of us to speak the same language then sure that's fine but at this point yeah i think the the more of us that are speaking the well, same language the better it is well, and, and you, it yeah. is constantly becoming more of that because of the internet the common language of the internet is is English, and that is spreading more and more to more and more countries, mm-hmm. and that's why I believe more countries are being able to cross those divides and be slightly more united. Is just that that common bond, you know, language is a a common issue that you know at least we start off on the same foot. I don't have to you know pull every word out of you, Sean. What so- about what about religion? Should they give up their religion when they come here? No, but like I said, that's going to evolve or devolve over time. You know, I'm less religious than my parents and they're less religious than their parents. But it's also evolving the other way as well. So there's a lot of people evolving into, you know, to non-religion, but there's also a lot of still right-wing extremists going the other way. So it's... Yeah, if you're not Christian, I guess by, by your by your language logic, is that mm-hmm. the, the if you if you think that that there ought to be a a particular language for everybody to agree upon, so that communication will be effective, right? Then then that's one sort of if we go down your slippery slope, that's one um, oh, removal of their identity, <laughs> right? Um, and well, then okay, well then we'll talk about religion. All right, well we need to have some sort of common ground as far as what is true, what is true in this world, right? Um, so I, it appears to be non-religion is the easiest thing to prove currently, um, considering none of the other ones actually have a, a a good argument as to why their religion is most true. So okay, so the non-religion probably Wait, is you... the thing that we should go for there in that in that capacity. Oh, you're saying and we have to pick one? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. If we're if you picking have to pick for one, one thing, then you, you gotta have to, pick... you have to go for what's truth because again, and with with, <laughs> with language well, co- communication is the common ground yeah, with debatable my point is very specific it's that it, once you start whittling down these elements you are losing identity for all of these people right and we're going to ultimately gain your melting pot that you're talking about sure but at the cost of people's uh, cultural heritage at the cost of identity at the cost of um, which is a lot of people's reason for living if you think right, about it, right. I mean, so, so, so down the I, I, line, it yeah. might end up being the case, but I'm actually not sure that that's the correct um, direction that we should start pushing toward. I guess that's what I'm saying. Now, sure, if that happens over time, great, but I'm not sure we should force that 
Um, I, I don't. I don't think our hand is is um, is affected. Or oh, God damn it! Is, so is, I don't is think you have to that. force it. it. I mean, we're we're certainly not forcing it now. We're forcing it the other way. We're we're forcing people to to stay in those those bubbles, and we're just increasing the divide. Well, no, I think we're embracing the bubbles that exist that are there because they're someone's identity. I mean, you can't you can't specifically tell somebody that okay, English is the national language now, one hundred percent. Thus, whatever other thing you speak is fucking worthless. Whatever religion you are currently right now is if it's not provable sorry we're just gonna have to stick with the, non-religion no, you know what i mean that, and, I think and first off we have freedom of religion so that's You're completely right. separate the the idea you know, freedom of language can too. i say i i want to go back to this whole other freedom of speech is a stretch there, hold on, hold on, there. there's there's different <laughs> kinds of people in this world and i'm one of those people clearly who likes diversity i like the idea that there's more span a lot of spanish in this country i like speaking spanish with my mexican neighbors i like reading cervantes when i was in 12th grade mm-hmm. The point is, I like diversity. I'm one of those people who likes multiculturalism and diversity. We have to think about the people now who are don't agree with us. And there's a large portion of them, and they are you, about to take over Europe right now as well. And I wanted to get... I'm sorry. Brexit. I was just going to say, you don't, you don't have to... with this first. And then we'll you go. don't have to we'll abandon your culture to embrace a new culture. So it, by making English the the common language of the, the country, that doesn't mean that all other languages are banned or outlawed or un, unusable. I it just means that well, in, in... I still think that English is the 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 language in America. I don't think that there are any All other languages. All the signs are in English. Yeah, everything. Not in my neighborhood. Well, yes, they are. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, uh, the ads. Sorry, different. So that's not that's not government control. But there's like mm-hmm. Chinatown and there's mm-hmm. like Koreatown and all of those signs are in Korean or whatever. And you go maybe to another country I, I don't mind where that they. At all. I think that's fine. I, but, it, but not yeah. everywhere in the country is Korean. It's only where there's fifty percent Korean people. Yeah, but like you get directions. Sure. It, and who knows? We live in California. We live close to Mexico. I, I love Mexico. all this. I think like, it's beautiful. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. the kind of person. I shouldn't be the person to if talk to about this. If you go to Wisconsin, I, you're probably not getting your directions in English yeah, and Spanish. All, right. well, you're I guess probably getting the them into French because you're by Canada. So oh. I guess that's what I mean. So, Shani, like, what would you say to Chinatown or Koreatown? I mean, how how could how can we approach those those um, those communities in this melting pot that you're talking about? How can how can that effectively work like i said it's a, it's a generational thing okay. so it, it's not that you know you it has to be done immediately or overnight but we do de- definitely need to encourage them to to use english with their children so that their children actually have a chance at succeeding in this country you know it's not as much of a problem with certain uh uh certain societies or certain sections as it is with others but there is definitely certain uh, uh, times or certain. Uh, uh, so I don't. Want, I yeah. don't want to throw the PC element in there. Yeah. But do you think that people might find that insulting, though? You know I think I mean? we to, already to... do that. I really do. I mm-hmm. think that. Yeah, it's fucking reality, man. You if send you your can't... kids to school, and your the classes are going to be taught in English. And if you're in an ESL Not always, class, but yeah, yeah, they. I mean, they have ESL, but still, they're transitioning you to be where your English is your second language. So they're trying to get you to. Have English as your first language. It's mm-hmm. we're already addressing that. I feel. Well, no, no, sure. I'm, I'm. I'm not talking about whether or not everybody should know English. I'm talking about the fact that um, 
simply by saying by by declaring it the national language you place emphasis on its importance so it the, is our national language it is not there is no national language really yeah, yeah. that's oh. that's why all of your well first off that's why your my voted sticker has 18 languages on it that's oh. also why you can get your ballot in whatever language you require and if your language is not available you can force them to rewrite the ballot I think in it's your tradition language. I in, think we were founded upon immigrants and I think they want to just keep that sort of you know, traditionalism. I, I think this country present. is different from all these other ones in Europe. To show, yeah, that we're accepting. We'll, we get, are, to, we'll, we'll get to Europe. We'll get to Europe. No, <laughs> because it's Europe. what this is. This is all coming from Europe. It is European far-right nationalism. And it is all about having either you're an anti-European or you're a pro-European in their mind. That's what they think. And they're boiling it down to that. Either you're one of us, a white Anglo-Saxon from Europe, or you're not. That's their dividing line. And we have to think about that because and Europe that is, is exactly literally going Brexit. Exactly. Well, they're going through it right now, not just the UK, but France and also the Netherlands and also kind of Germany. Going through what? Describe to me what they're going through. This Trump like alt right, far right uh, ethno nationalism. Mm-hmm. Meaning There's a lot that- of refugees, a lot of people being oppressed are flooding into Europe and specifically for a while. The UK and London, and there's whole areas of London that are just all Muslim. Like it's sure. everybody's fully of, leads, and yeah. not just like full cities. So Brexit itself full was again cities. a fear of immigration. Yes, That's the and they, a response to it was yeah, a response sure. to a reaction to it, mm-hmm. if you want, if you will. And so, I, so now they're going to different countries, but a lot of those refugees don't want to be in those other countries. They still want to get into. But this all ties into Trump. We have to keep thinking about this because Nigel Farage, well, the Let's go, go. I'm sorry. Oh, go Nigel. No, we, I, we can. We can definitely go him. Let me just I, finish you know this. Yeah, let's go with this first and then, okay, I'll jump into it. Okay. So he's he just met with Trump like three days ago, okay? And he, he is the UK equivalent, which is creepy. This fucking guy. He's a creepy old dude who's just a shyster liar, but he, he has some funny language as well. If you look at some of his speeches and like Trump's speeches, they're very like. Yeah, they're all about He's the same sort of thing. And they're all idiots too. They're not. Yeah. Even, that's what's creepy about. And he this. didn't His, even step up. Like he wanted this whole Brexit thing, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm cool, guys. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to run the country. They're all very I just vacuous. Fuck it up. They're all very vacuous, almost like they're monarchs. And what happens in a monarchy is the people around them take power, and that is start starting to really start to creep me out and freak me out more than anything. Everywhere. Everywhere across the board. They're all vacuous people. And so, you know... They lack a core agenda, which is creepier than almost anything. You know, I think there actually is something more specific that we can point to than than it's just, you know, than it's just a general kind of white nationalism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all this stuff. I think there's something... I I think that there's something a little bit thing that we haven't talked about very specifically because we keep calling them idiots and we keep thinking whatever. But I mean, obviously, there's plenty of very smart people who hold these these you know frankly racist views, um, and and even right. if they don't consider it racist, it is. Well, you know? I think that's... Um, and more, more nationalist. But he, right. here's what I honestly think that might come down to that I don't know a lot of people have been talking about um, is is this absolute fear of uh, Islamic you know f- f- essentially Islamic terrorism. Um, ISIS itself specifically is the thing they're, they're able to point to. And I think that everybody's still afraid of that because it's yeah. such an unknown and such a scary and such a, such a yeah. fragmented, um, thing that, that has, you know, was genuinely created to instill fear. And that's exactly what and it has infiltrated done. infiltrated and affected 
the entire a world. A ton Everyone. of countries. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. All of, Everybody. Europe, all of Europe and America. Everyone. And I think that those, yes. it's the, the fear of... Where are they going to come next? Yeah, the fear of terrorism, I think, be? is ultimately what rose out of this. Okay. And so, it's like, if you're not one of us, the, the easiest way for us, for me to know that you're not a fucking terrorist, is for me to know that you're white. If you're white, boom, I know you're not a terrorist. If you're Mexican, it's just inherently I not know. true. But I it, and it's you, interesting. Couldn't tell you if you're white. Because I, traditionally, I mean... It's all old white guys. Do we just keep voting for old white guys because that's who has done it in the past? And well, the, the that's fucking IRA, we, we're a bunch of white guys. That's well, what we associate with. Yeah, but the power? IRA right now, that the IRA right now isn't threatening the Western way of life, and that's what I'm saying. So of course, if you're a white guy, you're probably not nicest. If you're Mexican, I couldn't tell you. So if you're black, I'm not sure. You know, there were. You know, I don't know. I don't know. And of course, there's I mean. a whole there's a whole long scale of being afraid of the black man that you know that we or history rather that we don't sure. that we can fucking definitely go into but that gets lumped into this that's and so it, it genuinely again i don't want to sound like fucking michael moore here but i think it, it, in this instance it, it really came down to fear it came down to the fear of terrorism and that's what that's what allowed this white nationalist movement but to rise both parties were playing fear and that was the problem no 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 the the, the democrats weren't playing the democrats the, and democrats the, were the playing state. fear of trump yeah i understand what i'm saying is it the, you know sure fear might be something that sells but but what i'm talking about is what rose the right the you know the nationalism in general well, so you're still agreeing with me in the sense that fear is a, something that sells you're talking about two different you're talking about fear in general you're talking about, you're being very specific right. you're saying fear about islam I'm never and specific. isis um this is what I've been thinking about a lot, and I shout out to Sam Harris here. I know everyone loves Sam Harris, but on his um, podcast where he disputes so quickly. Not everybody loves Sam Harris. I think you like him. I'm okay with him. I feel like he gets a little smug. I'm sometimes. just making sure everyone loves him in general. I you don't think love he's him. smug? Sam Harris? <laughs> nice. Very good. She just called me smug. You are. That's fair. All right. Take it easy. Smart, <laughs> I'm the king of smugness, so I get to you know you dole it out. Most smug thing you've ever said. <laughs> like, just so you know, I'm more smug than you guys. So. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Let's talk about ISIS while we're laughing. No, this is going to be sound smug too. So, no, hold on. Um, so, the, Sam Harris basically says there's two issues where the Democrats have somewhat failed white nationalists, not white nationalists, but you know, the white working <laughs> class. Like every issue? I don't... No, no, no. There's two, he said. Okay. Well, one is Islam, and one is being PC. Um, and this is the regressive left's issue is that, and a lot of the right-wing people have globbed onto this and I kind of think they're right and they, bl not completely, but it's a factor in being PC, politically correct is kind of cause this backlash. And not only that, it's the, it's our reaction to ISIS and whatever you want to call the jihadic jihadism that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. the, all the left has to say to it is, hold on, be careful about insulting other people. American Muslims, which obviously, yes, that's important, but that's all you have to say about it is not enough. And clearly that wasn't enough for the middle class, not the middle, that's the wrong way of saying it again, middle America, I guess is a better way of saying it. Um, and that's one issue. And I think that that P overness and the PC-ness by calling someone a racist so easily has been a little bit like the boy who cried wolf. Well, because, and, oh, go ahead. Because if you look at the numbers, it's overwhelmingly, you know, peaceful people here. We're not talking about crazy radical i mean the radical portion is so small that when people generalize yeah it's insulting it's it's sad i mean we we feel you know we feel compassion for these people that are being lumped into all these stereotypes and i think because the the democratic side actually looks at the numbers uh -huh. 
And the stats on this stuff, instead of just being like drunk uncle, like, you know, (laughs) I I mean, it's, I don't know. Well, so not to to mention the fact that the, the, what happens once you do sort of generalize, um, you know, Islamic fundamentalism as, you know, radical Islamic fundamentalism as the thing, it, 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 it almost acts as a recruiting tool for ISIS in a way because yeah, it, yeah, and even right now, thing. currently our whole – well, not only that, but currently what we've actually done could be extremely damaging because if you – They use our stuff against us. Well, no, no. What I mean is that right now the we essentially have elected a person who oh, was yeah. completely anti They like the Trump they, is. Yeah. yeah. And so so the fact that ISIS – it just gives them fucking more fuel to the fire to say, look, the Western cultures, we've got Brexit, we've got America. These people are afraid of us. It's a war. And they Hate, they hate you because you're Muslim. That's why they elected Trump. So if you, it's, you've got two sides right now to choose from. You've got the fucking country that only wants white people in it, or you've got us. And guess what? We fucking hate the people who've only got white people in it. So why well, don't you join us? You know what? It's I a don't, great fucking recruiting I do tool, agree man. that it's a war. wants to ban all Muslims. It is a Where war. the fuck are they going to go? Where would you go if they wanted to ban all you? The person who accepts you for your religion, correct? And the people who accept you are the ones telling you they banned you. Aren't they fucking assholes? Yes, they're assholes. What do you want to do about it? I understand it? that it's the I'll, recruiting I'll tell tool. You, okay. if you, you can be a martyr forever. It's, it, it's, I understand it's the recruiting and tool. And nobody but, fucking considered that going into this. Nobody fucking considered that going into this. I know you can say that until right now. What do you mean? Hold on. The what? voters. The voters who voted for Trump. They wanted their fucking pocketbooks to be a little bit lighter well, and they didn't have to pay m- more taxes. They're not even thinking that far. They don't care about what goes on in the Middle East right yeah. now. They are all protectionist isolationists. That's my point. Exactly. That's they want, exactly to, they my want point. to take a step it's back. A, it, it has been a selfish vote now, from beginning to end. My point is this. Okay, hold on. Let me get back to my point clear about the regressive left. Voting is and, almost and always selfish. Um, it, it, uh-huh. it's you. You vote. You vote. What you vote for? What's in your best self? Your oh god. You, you vote for what's in your self interest, right? Sure, absolutely. I, I can certainly understand that, and everybody has a right to their vote. Um, most people don't weigh all the thing, all the considered, you know, the considerations that go into this, can, including this one. But look, if your best self interest, if you're, if what's best for your self interest is a stable society, right? That should be pinnacle, and a stable society doesn't necessarily mean that you're paying. I don't less think, in taxes. Well, I also don't think taxes. everyone agrees with that. I think that a lot of people would think that, or at least at this state in the game, are assuming that an unstable society is going to benefit them. I uh, think, break that down for me. Well, I think that's a big reason why people voted for Trump is they want to burn the shit down. Well, they they want to destabilize it, shit. Well, again, like I said in the very first podcast, or of you know, in this post-Trump world, <laughs> you know, you can't. You, we're, we're not looking at the city to burn down. We're on a fucking boat that we're burning down in the middle of the ocean. We are one society. They so don't. There's nothing to, to burn they down. They don't care. Well, yeah, I mean, I to, understand to they you, don't care, yes, to them, but, no. No, they think the city will burn down. They they have their weapons. They're ready for— I understand that they see the government as a different thing. They don't see it as of the people, by Mm -hmm. the people, et cetera, et cetera. I understand that they might not see it that way. That doesn't make me wrong. You know, it just makes them incorrect and mm. unable to see what it, to see the forest from the trees in this instance, where you the most important thing in your vote should be the perpetuation of a stable society. That's, and if it's not, that is just a fundamental difference of opinion. I mean, that that doesn't okay, make well, either of you right. It's it, well, okay. What what is the best reason for? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's not. What's that's just your. That is definitely your opinion because I don't necessarily agree there either. Here, let's get back to what you were saying. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, what, <laughs> what, 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 what well, should go right. into we your vote? Right. I, that, I don't think just that's sta- the stable whole point society of a isn't, yeah. isn't everything. That's, that's all. That, oh, well, okay. Then what, what is? 
a lot more than that. It's, we would give be, me one thing that's more important. An than unstable a society. society. To a different person. Yeah, because honestly, 40% of the people right now want like an unstable society. They want chaos. They want to burn it down. I don't, but I, I understand. What, what would a world look like in an unstable society? I don't understand why someone would want to They don't know. They yeah, don't care. It's better they just, than this. It's better than whatever they got now, theoretically. Anarchy. A completely unstable society. Well, you're not convincing me. I agree that, with you. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, so that's one possible outcome. Uh, yeah, they like anarchy. They like the idea of it. So you'd want to be... So, okay, so these people just theoretically speaking want to be anarchy holed up is in ultra, their... They want to be hold, hold up in their home with a gun, just waiting for... And then how do they get their food? How Didn't does, you how say that last week that someone, everyone theoretically is wishing for the end of the world? No, certainly. I've said that many times that like everyone deep in their heart would like to see the end of the world. But, you know, when we actually put into practical purposes what tomorrow is going to look like, and in other words, what you're well, going to vote for, for, I think, you know, cooler heads could theoretically prevail once you once you consider the fact that you're, you're that you you're have certain – you're okay. still assuming that people thought that they were going to I'm not, win. I'm not claiming that they no, no, did or no, no, would. No, no, okay. no, they think calm, that they're voting calm. for... I, uh, I pulled a Sean as fine. Yeah, it was a protest to a lot of them. So, you know, we were led to believe I, that there was no way Trump would win. Look, look, I'm, so the, to lump all of the Trump voters into one is just as detrimental I'm, I'm, as anything else. They think else. it's going to make their society better. They think that he's going to close the borders and make them safer and give them more give jobs. Them, I, I, give I, them guys, a, guys, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking more specifically specifically here on a deeper level. I understand they're, why people voted for Trump and I understand why it, I'm not even talking about Trump. I'm talking about in a they're philosophical voting for realm. A stable That's society. What I'm not, they were voting for a stable society under Trump. They're yeah, like, he's going to close our true. borders. A new he's going to give me uh, well, my job back in the coal mine. Then that like, continues my point, though. That's all I'm trying to say is that the most important thing to each person. The yeah, most no, I didn't thing, disagree with you on that. Right. Yeah, that, that's all I'm just, saying. On a deeper philosophical level, the most important thing should be. of stability. No, sure. We can define what the stability actually means, but that's what I'm ultimately talking about. I can't think uh, yeah. of a better reason. Comfortability. To, for, which is representation. Yeah. All I don't of those know. things, all of those things Those are not all of the same. What I'm saying is all of those things presuppose a stable society not necessarily okay if you don't have a stable society there's no vote to be had in the first place correct not necessarily there are many unstable societies that still run quasi-democracies I mean, okay, fine. It, then we need to go into what we what we're calling stable and what we call society. Then we can, we need to get down to the semantics of that kind of shit. But the, I, what is a better reason to vote for something in general? That that's the whole deep down philosophically speaking. I mean, this at its core, we've always said it's a philosophy. Self interest. Yeah, greed. And that's a better reason philosophically Not speaking. for me, but for many people. Yeah. Lower no, 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 lower no. Then that, now we get into our fucking no. morality question. That's their question. version exactly. of stability. Yeah. Well, right. And if they're... <laughs> it's stable stability, for me. Fuck everyone else. Right. And that is Still not... Still stability. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Now we get into the kind of moral relativism element of it. If, if, if you are happy and millions of people are not, you have not acted morally in that capacity. You have voted not in your self-interest ultimately. Right? Sure, you could be the king on a hill, but we've got millions of people trying to storm the castle it, it, it's it's ultimately well, morally right? it's not it's necessarily morally, that direct though that's what no i know but when you boil it down to its base level right if we're talking about voting ultimately mm -hmm. we're talking about perpetuating a society in some capacity i think otherwise that is, the whole vote is pointless then it's, well, no, there's that, no reason to vote the, at all the the fundamental uh, th uh, thinking behind voting is that everyone has their own reasons for doing things. And there's there going to be clear... an equal and opposite reason. Exactly. If there was a clear else. choice, then are we wouldn't there, need to are fucking there vote. good reasons and bad reasons for casting a vote? There, More it's all relative. Yes, completely That's relative. That's my point. 
Wait, no, no, no. It's all relative. Moralistically, it's all relative? Yes. Yes. What's moral to you is not moral to somebody and else. Exactly. So again, so again, see our earlier episodes about tinkering. We're talking <laughs> I'm talking about moral justification here. Mor- moral relativism is is demonstrably false from a philosophical standpoint. It is not it doesn't hold water. We can talk about moral justification what and you know, when we sort of ultimately Moral justification essentially comes down to fifty one or fifty nine fifty point one percent of people are benefited. Um, it could, yeah, it could, of. not some, necessarily. Some, some ways, not, not necessarily. Intention yeah. matters. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. There's a lot. There's a <laughs> lot. Know. There's a lot there. But ultimately, I think we've agreed upon the the general. I don't fact even remember that, what we agreed on anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> even back with like the death penalty, it's like a lot of people think that taking a member of society that's dangerous to society is better than keeping that person in society to. Right. And, yeah. Know, the, that, like, and both of them have a moral the, argument. Yes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, the state might be morally justified in taking the life of that person. And but that, you don't think that that is morally right. So no, 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 no. In in that instance, there's a different question. My 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 objection to the death penalty has something to do more specifically with um more autonomy. The oh. No, the autonomy of a person who mm-hmm. owns your who owns you. Yeah. Right. And and so it's not a question. So if okay. you go out and and murder, you know, a hundred million people, I think. Practically purpose for practical purposes, the state probably would it would be in its best interest to murder you. However, unfortunately, I don't think that the state has ownership over over its citizens, and thus they can't kill them. They can they should do everything they can to stop them from murdering more people. And then you know again we can go into the question of imprisonment imprisonment versus slavery. But again, moral justification is what I'm talking about. No, moral relativism is not something that I can subscribe to, and that I and and. Anyway, there's there's so many fucking hours of this podcast about right. moral about moral justification versus relativism. Right. But pound for pound, the question of voting comes down to what is the best reason for you to vote for everyone, right? I understand that not everybody. Yeah, thinks, I get that. No, I get that not everybody thinks that way. Yeah. Right. Do you think that's correct? Yes. Not necessarily. No. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's go down to. Uh, <laughs> let's do. go. So, so talk to me about. Talk to me about. Um, Nigel Farage and, and, <laughs> and Europe and all that stuff. What so or I guess that is, is that where we're going next? Or are we Kinda, done? Yeah. Go ahead. He's uh, been trying to get to Europe for years. <laughs> Honestly, I miss it. I, I went on a little Me backpacking too. trip like the most typical liberal douche I am. Damn, <laughs> um but now yeah, I want to go back. I, I majored in European history, so you think I might have a little hard on for it. Um anyways, <laughs> let's get back to Marine Le Pen and talk about the French Nationale. <laughs> Um, what is the likelihood? What is the likelihood that France will see something like hap- just happened here? I don't think it will actually. I think she'll probably. It's interesting though because she'll get a lot of power. I forget exactly the way that the French Parliament works, but I think you're making predictions after what we just saw. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, they don't have quite the polling and the campaigning that we have. They have like they can only campaign for a certain amount of time, so we don't quite know. They actually go on these interesting little like um, tours around the country where they just gauge the temperature of the country like mm-hmm. they like they spend all this money like traveling around and just like asking people how they feel and that's it mm-hmm. and then they get it's venture- like what hillary did her little <laughs> coffee shop tour <laughs> yeah kind of actually hey guys Five, she's got unlimited money they have like a specific amount but yeah anyways hillary maybe go to wisconsin next time just yeah, that, yeah if you do please. run four years please do that can't buy the presidency <laughs> uh that's Kind of, I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, it used to not be true, but now to, it is. Yeah, I uh, think we definitely need to though limit the amount of campaigning that we do. Oh here. yeah, mm-hmm. like the true. time scale definitely. Absolutely, a year and a half is way too fucking long. Mm-hmm. It's more. Yeah. It's like it's three yeah. years. Yeah. It's, it's three two years of them years. not doing no, the job. Like, it's at least from two. the announcements to 
No, it wasn't. It's like oh, about that. Yeah, the buildup and the speculation starts yeah. way before well, they build, even announce. Yeah, in the news cycle, I think. That's to me. news cycle. Yeah. But, but it's all connected. It, it's soft campaigning. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are still exactly. the reason that the media is covering them is because they are out essentially yep. stumping. I bet there's straw polls now I because mean, of this. There is definitely like they're like, who's our next it's Democratic only made star? It worse. Okay, you guys are wonderfully transitioning me. I want to talk about the Democratic Party. No, this is wonderful. Okay, let's talk about the. Because we're talking about straw polls and who theoretically Boy, might me. run in four years. Uh, Bernie is too old, sadly. Why do you say that? Because he's 80 fucking he's years too old. old. <laughs> Trump, Trump, is Trump is 70. People were worried about There's his 10 age. 10 year difference. There's a huge difference between 70 and 80. Yes. People live to 150 now. First of all, okay, I want to bring, no. bring up some weird conspiracy Alex Jones thing. Nice. Trump no. is in horrible health. What is up with his health? He's fat. He's got bags under his eyes. His skin looks he's like got he's got jaundice. Health. How and is that a conspiracy? He does not <laughs> sleep. The man he says he sleep. sleeps like one, like one hour a night. He's what the, the ultimate fuck? CEO businessman. Okay, never I want to see. He's all always demanding about Hillary's he's awake, he's awake at three o'clock in the morning. I thought that if, was your whole Ulysses S. Grant thing. Is anything, he a lizard? That's that's different. He anything lizard? he can no, do. Very well done. I don't think everybody Sorry. got that. Anyway, Go he could say, "I know you are, or I know I am, but what are you? What is it? I, I know, know you are, but what am I?" Yeah, but <laughs> but what am I? I'm not. He's not saying what am I. He's going right. Oh, what you think? I'm in bad health. Look at look at Hillary. Yeah, She's in right. terrible health. Like oh, per, uh, he does the deflection and projection. It's all deflection. Yeah, but it is projection too. I think too. I think he's kind of accusing her of bad health because he has bad health. It's weird. He was like doing the whole drug test thing too. I'm like, dude. Oh, I, I, that I, was I mean, obviously he wasn't. Crazy. I don't think he's on coke. But all the sniffing is so funny that he's accusing her of the drugs. It's he was just, definitely sniffing. He's not like on it was, coke. that was the first coke. thing. I but noticed when we watched it's so, it. It's such funny projection. It's like, why would you? It's it's like a. In fact, it's like hiding in plain sight. It's like mm-hmm. accusing yes. someone of something that you're already doing is. But we don't know unknown. anything about his health, according to his doctor. He's he looks bad. in extraordinary health. What he would be the healthiest president. Eyes? There's got to be some doctor to tell me something about those bags. It's called being he has, seventy, dude. He has bad skin. <laughs> he's got a bad makeup artist. How about that? Like, yeah, yeah what's up with put, the, See, well, that's I, what. I'm starting to think he's covering like <laughs> lizard lid, lizard spots, uh, lizard liver. skin, well, liver. liver spots. There we go. Like you, you know, put, old people, oh, bad spot. skin. For sure, he is. You put like concealer under your eyes, right? That's generally a skin tone lighter <laughs> than your base makeup. Oh, you don't try to make your eyes look white like a raccoon. No, well, I mean, yes. He's a in dude. A sense, what does he know about makeup? You're, you're blocking out the the bags that come with, oh, you know. Right. So, Less you know, as shadows. a woman who wears makeup, that's like how it works. So, <laughs> why you're here. he's got a makeup artist that just, you know, Sucks. has some fun colors. So going that means on. he hires such great people, right? Guys, he does. We're all excited about he his new hire. People. He's airbrushed all the time. They do like, you know. Mm-hmm. Sh- <laughs> whole right. airbrush thing. So but his wait. concealer is far too light. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so we've got France. France is almost going to have their own Trump little situation. We'll, we'll see. You we'll don't think see. it's going to be as bad. I mean, I kind of like it's a female. I'm not going to lie. Still, <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, like the situation. She's, she's actually not quite as bad as Trump in many ways. Go girl. She's French. That's Just already kidding. like four points ahead. I love, by the way, I was reading oh, about women France Women can be murderous today. racist too. They re- can. I was reading about France today and how they protest for everything. They were like protesting for like school lunches and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like thousands of people took to the Shit, streets. If anyone should be protesting school lunches, it's us. Because they like and... never work. It's great. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they got one of the socialists who's running uh, said that they should have more than a 35 hour work week and they were in uproar. <laughs> they freaked the fuck out. I know, out. dude. I'm like, Ugh, I'm, we, I'm, everyone's complaining about the protests here. Like, how dare. And they're protesting for like 36 hours. 
But is that just our, our flawed American ideal of, you it's know, just the, the harder of, we work, the better we are? I just think we don't protest. That, like, they oh, just yeah, have totally. that in their culture. Like, we just tweet and Well, they stick up. I don't know. I mean, that to me means that they value their life more than the— it, I mean, with us, we are founded on, like, you work hard and you yeah. you do this for your family. And you You're not succeeding. Keep working harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like— all, all we do is work, and if you're not working, then you're ridiculed for it. Instead of life, liberty, embracing and life, if happiness. You live to work, you don't work to live. Yeah, France has always been the they're working to live. They're the weird little mirror of the United States. I think even with 1789, the French Revolution, one hundred percent, they do everything we do, but slightly different. So it's it's not that all that strange. And it's, well, it's exactly it's right exactly, in that pattern. It's I guess. just exactly off too. So we should like start we, cutting off heads. Well, no, because well, no, obviously not. But we had an organized rebellion, and they had a disorganized rebellion, and that has persisted across the board. So it's like their protests yeah, don't just look a continuation. as yeah, like their protests don't look as terrifying. Like ours needs to be like an organized war in order for yeah, it to yeah. make sense. For for us and theirs just needs to be this so, chaotic protest. Do you know that work that emails were, Ill, you yeah. know, were pronounced illegal over there? Which is work great. emails like, or on no, the weekend. Yeah, on well, the yeah. weekend. You can't send a work oh, yeah, email. I, did. I, saw that, yeah. I was yeah. like, sweet. <laughs> yep. No, and that's that's what I'm saying. Let's like, do we, that, yeah, though, exactly. Like, there's there's some some logic in that. There's they take some, some serious breaks from because it's it's mental health. It's, totally. It's good for you as a person. They understand that we're not robots. What you, That's a shame. Donald Trump's be. a robot. I wish. <laughs> I think he's more of a lizard. Man. Yep, definitely a lizard. <laughs> um, all right. So you were telling us you gave you you had a little hint earlier of the fact <gasps> that there is a presidential parallel mm. to Donald Trump currently. So it's not like he's just you know he, it's not he's he's not Hitler. Sorry. He's not Stalin. He's I thought not, he was driving. He's not. I love you, man. You're tired. You're my Steve I Bannon. Your I got your back. I got your back, brother. No. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, yeah. Do you guys have any guests as to the? Well, hold on. Let me just qualify. Yeah. It's not, so yeah, it's explain not, it. It's not perfect. Well, tell me what all the parallels are first, as far yeah. as like what what are all the things that people okay. compare Trump to, this and man, why? This man was very indecisive. Let's play guess who? This man was actually somewhat popular. Before he was later completely unpopular and was known as one of the worst presidents of all time. He has known for having horrible, corrupt appointments. And he accidentally fell into some good luck in the beginning of his term. Woodrow Wilson? I don't know. It's very close. And you had the same exact guess as Sean O'Brien earlier. Yeah. <laughs> very weird. Okay. Um, You're one term off. Damn it. Oh, that doesn't really help me at all. Come on. Uh, think back Taft. To no, close. What? <laughs> so the man's name, Warren G. Harding. Oh, okay, okay not, a very, not a very popular president. Uh, now, the deal with Warren G. Harding is that he died three years into his term. So he was kind of popular up until his death. And then after his death, we uncovered all <laughs> of his crazy shit that went down, including Teapot Dome, maybe supposedly the worst scandal in American governmental history. What the fuck is this one? Teapot Dome is when basically the Secretary of the Interior sold off American- Sarah Palin? Yes, ironically, that might be fucking Sarah Palin. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay, anyways. Uh, they sold off uh, land in, I think it's, I forget, it might be Wyoming or something, to uh, oil or coal. Some basically, mm. some, some and, yeah, and, yeah. and made a shitload of money off it and took like, you know, $10,000 in 1920, which is, you know, millions of dollars. So it is uh, corruption on the highest level of government. That we, oh, we just straight up seen. took federal land and sold it off privately and pocketed it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what are some of the Wilson parallels, though? Woodrow Wilson. 
Well, Wilson, I don't think, to me, Wilson is the big the big idea man. He's the League of Nations. He is the guy who wanted to be the broad internationalist. Didn't he also well, silence the media? Somewhat, but that was, yeah, we can start taking picks of other things. But I think when I think of Wilson, I think of this broad intellectualist who thinks of himself as this globalist. Yeah, he was the president Which is honestly 180 degrees from right. Trump. So I, I just don't see and that And you know what? That's the other funny thing that I keep going back to. Because, you know, we, we try to make some of these comparisons across the board, you know. So uh, as, as speci- specifically with our— future. Right. Well, no, it's not so much that. Just, just specifically well, tied to our presidents. Like, sure, we can make parallels to Hitler or Stalin or all that, whatever. But, but currently, which by the way, I wanted to hear your your Stalin, um, Stalin-esque kind of as far as the transitional team. Oh, sure. Um, but, but oh, Pravda, you mean? Oh yeah, I'd be. T- oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, but w- was there a president who was as seemingly not buffoonish? Yes, no, no, that's him. That's why. That, exactly. That's why okay. I'm telling you this because now he was a senator for like two years. But here's the thing. But what, hold on. No, okay. no, no. He was sure. known as the dumbest so person. <laughs> he was known as the dumbest, dumbest person. It was not like what a senator was now. The senators okay. are pretty well informed now. You could just be like, hey, I want to run for. Sen-. Don't forget, they didn't have popular vote for the You're senator right, sure. until I think 19. 19- when did Harding take take office? I believe 1921. 1921. Uh, 1921. I believe. For 19, so it was after 19, Wilson. 20, 20th century. 20 yeah. or 20. Right after Wilson then? Yes, right after okay. Wilson, which Got I it. think died in 1919. Anyways, um, he was an idiot. He was known as a, as a magnet in the, in the newspaper business. He had a big newspaper. He was just kind of a businessman. How do magnets work? <laughs> and he, um, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> and he was like a climber. He kind of like used people to climb his way up to be senator. And then someone just kind of threw his name in the hat as, as president. He had no idea what the fuck to do. So he just started appointing random people. He appointed Andrew Mellon, one of the, you know, the most corrupt fucking bankers of all time as his treasury secretary. As uh, in Carnegie Mellon? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carnegie. Sorry. And there was a bunch of tons, there was Carnegie. tons of scandals, but actually Mellon was the one who convinced him to lower all the taxes, which is ironically another very similar aspect to Trump. And that kind of accidentally led us into the roaring 20s, which then obviously led us into the most Horrible depression. depression that we've ever had in our entire lives, our entire history. You know, which which actually gets me back into another thing as far as our self, voting for self interest thing, right? There is there is a very real reality, by the way, that jobs will be created under Trump, and the um the so, the, the general economy will go up across the board. That's why it the market might keeps going up. So we've got we, if we if we have exactly that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting to. It's it's um sure you know what I mean. We can we can sort of open up fracking across the entire country. We can we can open Woo-hoo, up coal jobs across for all. the country. Not right? just California yeah, we can, anymore. We can start to. We can create these new jobs and and will be short term gains 100, percent but they'll be terribly detrimental for the for our world and our children's children, right? In the same way that sure, absolutely, we can deregulate the banks and we'll we'll make a ton of money right now, no questions asked, no problem, but right? And his and his uh, the economy will grow under him just like it did under fucking Reagan, but it's maybe. for short term gains, and that's kind of argue, but we've, arguable right now. We well, voted for a businessman, and that's what you get. That's you know, quarter over it, quarter. Yeah, quarter I mean, that's why everybody trusts him, though. I, it, that's what, and that's it's what I mean. Crazy. I don't think people are looking at the larger picture. I think of people are thinking not. short. And yeah, well, well that's, but I, that's, that's what, what we're, the them of doing. That's what we're here for. Okay. Well, the people looking at the larger picture are the concentrated cities that are dealing with the fallout from, like, look at all the smog here the- and all the, like, I mean, nobody has to deal with that in the Midwest where you actually see the, the air Natural pollution. pollution. You know, on the horizon, it's like, well, they, eh, yeah. whatever, we're just driving around the countryside. Like, now here's kind of gets to another sort of policy about trade, I think, and about how we 
we might have it differently. Uh, and it kind of goes back to populism too, because Bernie and I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I just wanted to go ahead. Sure, pivot. No, Bernie. I want to pivot. <laughs> no. Sorry, I want to pivot to this just different ideas of trade and and tariffs and protectionism mm-hmm. because it is kind of related to what you're talking about. Where I think that. Trump and Bernie do agree on this one thing where we should theoretically put tariffs on some sort of protectionist type of industries to promote our middle America industries. Maybe the coal, well, coal for Trump and <laughs> Bernie for, I don't know what he wants specifically, but he, Revolution. Wa- he wants white people Sweet. in the middle class to get more jobs or whatever, or not everyone in the middle class. Not that, just that's, white that's, people. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, what are you going to say? What are you talking about? Well, I'm, I'm saying that's kind of what, no, that's just go. what we're, what they're, that's what they're targeting now. That's all. That's kind of their thing. And even Chuck Schumer kind of alluded to it in his speech. Oh, because that's the demographic. You that's mean, the demographic. They're wants. literally, they, lost, tra- so yeah. they lost. So they're trying to capture it back. And that's the thing is they're trying to use protectionism to say, we have your back with these tariffs. Which is once again, even more fucking insulting for everyone who's not fucking white male. It's like now everybody's trying to cater to the fucking white male because of mm-hmm. the fact that they weren't given enough attention here on either side. It's like, oh, let's get them. It's equally fucking bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. It's I the don't same disagree. fucking thing. I don't disagree. It's the same fucking And I actually thing. don't think free trade is this horrible fucking thing that everyone's talking about like it's the devil. Free trade-wise? Free trade. Why? Yeah. Okay, I know. Here's the thing. is Because you don't know what's coming in. We don't know what's coming in, but every economist generally agrees that free trade is generally better than protectionism. No, nah, they're snooty intellectuals from fucking and Harvard. And another thing is when everyone's like, degree the there? economy does this, the economy does that. The economy is so goddamn global right now that no one really fucking knows, okay? Even like Paul Krugman doesn't fucking know. And he's Nobody knows Paul Krugman big, is. Okay, I'm getting nerdy here. Yeah. Uh, very, an economist just writes for the New York Times or whatever. Okay. The point is just what sure. says. I'm just, I'm just busting your balls and asking you to t- explain who you it is. That's fine. Time. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you got it. I guess I'm saying is that I don't fucking know. You don't really – we kind of know. We have speculation. But when it comes to the economy, Trump could fall on his ass and actually be successful riding the coattails of Obama's policies. And then, like you guys said last week – he might be viewed as kind of a success and that worries the fuck out of me because he might be reelected on the coattails of some sort of I'd be I'd be content I'd be content if he did it responsibly. Like I, I don't have look, if the economy grows under Trump Right. In a responsible way, that's perfectly fine. It's the irresponsible element of it that I don't think people will be able to see the nuances of. Right. If the deregulations across the board go down, the economy will grow. That does not necessarily. And his 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 the question ultimate, is, like, Reagan's thing happen thing in the is yeah. Reagan's scene is, is seen as a success. But and then yet, there's credit and everybody had everything that they wanted and screwed us econ- all over. Mm-hmm. I think when we say the economy grows, I think this is such bullshit idea that the economy grows for everyone, like like the rising tide rises all boats. It's not fucking true. No. Certain people will benefit and certain people will not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, one thing I want to talk about is Trump's tax plan, which they're arguing about now, but we can argue about because he already had a couple that he released. There's one type of person that is fucked over in his in his tax plan. Do you mm-hmm. want to guess who the black people? Me. Actually, <laughs> my, no, not quite you. They're just Kelly Ridgeway specifically. It is no, it's, it's, it's people who make as much money as me. Yeah, oh. it's about it's it's basically working class single uh, parents. Okay, because oh. he's taking away the head nope. of household uh, tax benefit, so you're going to eventually have to pay more 
if you have, are a single fucking parent. Huh. These are the people that he's fucking over in his tax plan, single parents. Why? Well, because there was I think probably we some very specific loophole. I don't think it was an... I, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Man. Why? I don't because think... it doesn't matter. It doesn't come into their thought. Their thought is we're losing, right. we're, t- we're lowering the top tax bracket by 7%. Jesus. That's all they think about. That's what I mean. Of course, it's just all about the margin. That's that's business for you. I mean, that's it's what they... It's supply side it, economics it, it, is what it, it is. It dehumanizes the people. Well, it dehumanizes he also beings. has clearly said that he is in favor of progressive tax. So that in and of itself to me is, you know, a, a triumph over the uh, the right wing, uh, you know, the the proponents of the fair tax. And, I don't yeah, think so that's going to happen. Paul, Paul Ryan. Ryan is going to, sorry. Well, no, we have a progressive tax. So it, it's just basically he's not in favor of destroying the progressive tax that we have. Or the, Unless the he concept. wants to make a deal. This, Unless he wants to make a deal. And that's kind of what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is that Unless we're, someone talks to they're him again. fighting about this kind of right now because they have a, two sides of this like writing, I think this is part of it. Is there? They can't decide on policy uh, yeah. when there's so many different. They never opinions. thought they would have to. And I but guess then well, head of household doesn't that affect like all households, even people with not single. Sure, but fa- I think that families? it's, yeah, it's yeah. a larger impact on single parent right, families. Exactly. Yeah, but it's still an impact on sure. anyone with a family. Yep. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, anyone with children. <laughs> I, I think so. Screw them. Uh, they shouldn't have kids. <laughs> if I can if I can take a step in another direction, just because it's um, it's something I'm kind of passionate about and terrified of. Um uh, we the reason that we kind of don't know anything as far as what's up with Trump in general is I think a lot has to do with his relationship to the media, which continues to fucking terrify oh, me. Good driving. The absolute the absolute <laughs> was that okay? Was that good? Way I to pull said, the e-brake, douchebag. I said good. Yeah. Said, it's encouraging. Sausage everywhere, man. <laughs> Just throwing the sausage out there. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that, if you guys want to talk about it at <laughs> you, all. You do. I, I, yeah, I really am. Tell I, me the, about Our it. fourth estate currently is under threat. I mean, the only real thing that Donald Trump has done in the last couple weeks, besides, you know, sort of fumble around the transitional team, is duck the media and fucking talk shit about the New York Times – does he have? I mean, does he have nothing better to do right now than the fucking the enemy? Essentially, is an American newspaper. That's that's his biggest. You know, that's his biggest enemy right now. That has been for many presidents. Uh, the okay. the idea of being able to control the media is certainly something that Donald Trump thinks he's good at. He thinks mm-hmm. he's manipulating them, and he very well may be. That may be how he became president. Uh, by- uh, speaking it's of the media, how. so let's definitely. talk about his right arm of the media, Breitbart.com. Okay, Breitbart. Dot com recently went from 3 million uh, unique visitors a month to 37 million How last recently? month. Holy last shit. Month. They ha- I checked on their stats yesterday. Uh, pre-election or post-election? Pre-election. The month of October. Okay. Uh, it's only going up. Now, yeah, I'm sure it's going up it's now. Under, and Steve Bannon is the reason. Steve Bannon knows what he's doing. He, it's a phenomenon. He, it's a phenomenon. He knows. And we are all Fuck. giving them We're all more talking about it. Fucking, yep. We're yes. talking We're shit about it. We're giving him more promotion. It's the same. Oh, I'm giving him more promotion. Fuck. Well, it's, it's getting normalized. It's getting normalized. Yeah. But this is the thing. I also recently checked this too, which is kind of funny. If you look at the stats, if you just Google like uh, Breitbart stats, you can see the destinations, meaning what they link to. And you can see exactly what websites they link to. And it's actually DonaldJTrump.com plus 400%. And it's pretty cool. You can actually literally see how Breitbart has turned into a Pravda. And that's what actually- uh, Pravda? What does that mean? You said that earlier. Uh, Pravda is the uh, the newspaper of the Soviet Union that was controlled mm. by their Ministry of Information. It's like the written version of Russia today. Yeah. And honestly, this is like a fun fact. Pravda at their highest had 11 million uh, readers. Pravda in the highest. And that was supposedly the most influential propaganda of all time. Dude. 
So I, my nickname for Steve Bannon is Diet Goebbels. That's what I want to call him. Or Fat Goebbels, if you like Fat Goebbels better. Because he is one that, of the Those are true opposites. Yes. Well, Diet Goebbels in that he's not. How about caffeine-free Goebbels? He doesn't have the power of Goebbels yet. How about uh, Goebbels caffeine free, Zero? Caffeine-free Goebbels. I like sure. Goebbels Zero. That's fine. Goebbels Zero? No, nah, it's not. because it, that, that sounds that's cool. That's too branded. Yeah. I don't want him to sound cool. Caffeine-free Goebbels. Okay, that's fair. Is it too many, too many syllables? Yeah. yeah. Diet it's Goebbels. It's not catchy. Diet Goebbels is catchy. Diet Goebbels. Okay, that's my nickname. That's fine. There the is. point is, he's got Breitbart. <laughs> Good talk. And they are, they, for the last month or two, they have been doing this. And the problem I had with this is that the media and me too, I blame myself, haven't really been noticing this too much. We should have been going crazy when when Bannon was elect, made it the campaign CEO. Some people said it. Uh, ben Shapiro wrote a really good article about it. it. Ma- again, it was a made up fucking title. There was no campaign CEO. People were talking about people it. People were talking about yeah. it. But, but talking not, about it just made it more popular. Not like now. When people know Same about thing. it now, people are going crazy. There's petitions. People are calling their senators and congressmen. There's a big because deal right real. now. Because it's real. Exactly. Before right, it wasn't real. real. But yeah, right. I think he just treated it like a reality show. You know, when Yeah, people, he was in a fake position. Exactly. It's like a figurehead. Oh, I'm CEO. And now... I mean, it was a stepping stone. He is, but, he's not just some joke either. This man is 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 scary. From people and, don't know him, who he is though. They well, that's some people do know in him. the sense of. We're, I mean, they know who he worked with him. They most people didn't know who Dick Cheney was. We exactly. found out real fucking quick though. They know his name, but they're yeah. not he's like done. associated we, him with. Well, we I we traced his actions very clearly over the past four years. And it comes from, and it, it basically, I'm going to latch onto this conservative person and climb. I'm going to latch onto this conservative person, and then I'm going to latch onto myself with Donald Trump. And guess what? I hit the lottery. And now he thinks I'm going to be the most powerful chief of staff, the most powerful advisor, theoretically, in the entire country. Uh, or so, in the what entire things, country. so what are some things you think that uh, Steve Bannon wants? And, <sighs> and, how, and how is he going to use well, the government to get those things? it's tough for me to things. say exactly what he wants as far as how much alt-right stuff he wants. He wants crazy immigration reform. I think that's their biggest thing. Okay. Uh, Most people don't have a problem with that, by the way. Most yeah. Trump voters, almost that's all Trump well, voters across that's the an board important are fucking there behind him. Because how much does the actual center right wing of the Republican Party agree and with so, this stuff so on just, specific policy? The majority just to give a little perspective, like I mentioned earlier, I am uh, currently in the midst of listening to Donald Trump's book. So the, the immigration... <laughs> concept or the the uh basically the crux of his his argument or what he's doing is touting enforcing the laws that already exist and that is the issue we already have all these anti-immigration laws that are on the books that people are not enforcing and he's i mean as far as i understand he is not proposing other than the wall anything that is you know new or out of the box or anything that other countries aren't already doing he's just proposing enforcing the laws that we already have agreed to uh, actually, you're somewhat right. We don't know yet. Um, no, no, yeah. But this you're is, right. Like and this I is said, a big deal with book. his supporters. If he's going to backtrack on this. Well, it's the what? way he's phrasing it. That's what's scary. Uh, yeah. That's I mean, problem. it was proved a lot of things that he said consider- like about ICE and uh, things that currently exist and how many people that President Obama is actually deporting. He's just like giving it a voice. People don't read people don't know what's going on it's not it's not like readily available information so he's they're thinking oh my gosh all these people are coming in and and he's saying yeah i'm gonna fix that but 
people don't know it's actually already going on. Well, also as a country, we we need to have this discussion. We need to decide where we stand on immigration. Yeah. Because we we certainly we we all fall somewhere in the middle. You know, I'm sure everyone agrees that we shouldn't just open all of the borders and allow everyone to come in that right. wants to. I think that's clear. Yeah, but then everyone also agrees that we shouldn't shut down the borders because we need still people immigrating into this country to keep it alive and vibrant and diverse and all that crap. Right. So, we're so in the middle of the yeah, people. we're all in the middle somewhere. It's just that dividing line of, you know, it seems to be that, you know, the, the lefts are, you know, once you make it across the border, okay, fine. And then the Republicans are still kind of in the camp of just because you made it across the border doesn't mean you you know you got to home base or you know you called Red Rover or whatever. But we are deporting people, like a lot of people. I mean, ICE is in, doing their job. In, in, well, in certain states it's done, in certain states it's not. You know, they, we we allow uh, the children of immigrants to go to public school. That is certainly something that people that are completely anti-immigration would have a huge problem with. Right. But that is something that the left also deems you know necessary. So, you know, again, we're, we're kind of in the middle there on both parties. It's just we, we disagree on where the line exists. Well, you can get at the morality of one way or the other. I mean, uh, first of all, it's a question of their circumstances, right? So if you've got a kid who didn't necessarily choose to be born one place or another, um, do they deserve an education at their core? And if, if, so, they're, if they're residing in this country currently. Oh, I, I have no dog in this fight. I, I see all sides equally in this. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is it an equal side? I mean, I, I've, yes. I've asked you... Okay. Be- well, what's the, what's the counter argument to what I just said? Okay. So obviously the, the lefties would say that, you know, you, every child should have a, a, a chance to go to school. But the counter argument essentially is that you are taking away the ability for other people that made it into this country fairly. You are incentivizing people to get to this country illegally. You well, are incentivizing people to break the law. You are also taking money away from people that could be spent on you know actual taxpayers people's tax money yeah you're paying for people who aren't contributing to society to go to school well perhaps if we're talking These about kids are, though oh i mean in other words the so parents, their kids the parents yes. themselves aren't contributing to the right. society exactly. thus, why do their kids deserve an education so kids not, obviously okay. can't contribute to society by paying taxes of yeah, Your right. So it's the do. only way to the right. But obviously, the 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 argument there is that if we know these are children of illegals, then we could certainly deport them. We could certainly deport their their parents and their families mm-hmm. because they didn't follow the rules. They didn't come here in the way that all of the other people that did it right did. Okay. So I mean, like I said, I I I, I am not agreeing with either of these sure. people. They they both have valid arguments. I don't know what's right. Well, that's why I was trying to get at the core. I mean, the, the question is: Is it does every child born here have the right to an education? Yes. Why? <sighs> well, one, they're a citizen. That's fucking. Well, oh, yeah, if they're born here, that's a different thing. That's, that's my point. That's number one. No, that's not. That's that's a different. That's point. where I started. That's not, where I not started. all of them are born here. I understand. That's oh, okay. where I started. Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Honestly, so, I'd give them education. Yeah, no we're what. we're all somewhere in the middle, man. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I no, well, no, I tried to find a, I tried to find the line that you're asking for. Okay, that, and that's the beginning line. Everyone would say that anyone born in America is a, is a citizen and deserves education. Well, okay, that, well, that's but on the if right as well. Your parents aren't citizens, exactly. then you're just right. Well, now exactly. getting born here, then you didn't choose that. 
Well, that's where that's where the well, line starts the to get. Baby that's where the line yeah. starts to get wiggled a little because bit. Because so you now can't live here without your parents. So right. So right. now, what do we do with the parents who got here illegally, but their 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 child is a citizen? Mm-hmm. What? So now I, I'm taking one step away from this line. Yeah. What do we do with them? I I I honestly don't know what the correct response is or okay. what the best response is, but the options are we either deport them or we let them stay or we let them become citizens or we incorporate them. Some sort of a naturalized yeah, naturalization, so, some sort of a thing. But okay. then that all of a sudden opens the door to a backdoor way to to subvert the system and Look, you are I breaking mean, the law to get here. Yeah, just like not paying your fucking taxes. I mean, exactly. there's plenty of fucking loopholes to the systems. The question is, what is the most moral way to run our society? That's the basic point that's the question we have to ask we all have to live here so how do we how do we most accurately and most civilly conduct ourselves yeah the moral way to run our society and part of taking care of your own society is sometimes having you know consequences to other societies there we live in a zero-sum game there are only so many resources to go around for us to succeed sometimes that means someone else has to fail so the the concept of certainly sir go ahead well, the, the concept of just automatically allowing anyone to come into the country is is possibly detrimental. So, you know, we've drawn the line somewhere. And so are we going to enforce that line or are we just going to say, oh, well? well no, no, no. It, we, there could be a – the line might not be drawn where you're suggesting it. I mean, like I said, if we've got a child who was born here, right? And that's what I'm saying. We have to have this conversation. I don't know where that line is. I, I've, I've asked you the difference, though. I mean, it, mm-hmm. what, what, what is the argument against – um, keeping the keeping I mean, the in, parents here in an ideal for, the, si- for the benefit of an of a United States citizen. Well, first off, they didn't do it the right way. They didn't go through all the hoops no, that everyone that did it right. So I, why I, should they benefit from their intent? Their, because their child is here. Not everybody who gets here is going to have a child born here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So sure, here's a quote loophole that you're talking right. about. But I'm sorry, there's but a loophole there it's for not, you. It's it not exists. up to us as a society to now take care of this child because it was born here. It is just granted citizenship. So if they want to go the proper route of getting citizenship to allow them to stay in the country, then certainly they can. I'm sorry. But say, say, say the first part again. As far as the child, it's not our obligation. It's to not take our care obligation to take care of that child. Why? Ju- it's a, isn't it our obligation to take care of all of our citizens no, as a society? That is certainly not. Otherwise, we wouldn't have homeless people. Otherwise, we wouldn't have people starving on the streets. We certainly we, are trying to alleviate those. But problems, that's not our though. responsibility. Well, children, that's not what about our children? as a society. We yeah. don't have a responsibility as a society. What about to the care of the It's the children. difference between a reasonable expectation and a right. Well, so, no, no, I didn't say right. I, I said, I said, as a, I don't even know what the fuck I said. I had too much Jameson. As a society, <laughs> we should help out the I would say the people who need the help. The, and, the, the, and that's that's again the difference between the left and right paradigm. The okay. left would say that the government should and that there should be a safety net so that no one could completely fail in society. Whereas the right would say, well, we should have some people that can fail to inspire the people that would want to succeed. We should be allowed to fail. We should not be kept from failing. I'm not talking about either of those extremes. I'm talking okay. about a, a sure, like you're saying, a reasonable expectation, mm-hmm. right? So a, a, every citizen has a reasonable expectation to be provided for in some capacity, or at the very least, we, I, I think it, pro- it, it promotes. So I, I saw this documentary about adoption. Okay. Uh, a big part of the, uh, the process seemed to be that people were getting their children adopted by Americans so that they could become American citizens, mm-hmm. but they were not 
um, the the child themselves was already old enough to know that this wasn't their family. So the they would persist with these these uh, you know sort of adoptions in good faith, making people think that you know they were helping a child or you know saving a child or saving this homeless child or parentless child, when in fact the child that came from this orphanage actually had parents, actually had a family, and was planning on going back there. They just wanted this ticket to America, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, creating these these sort of uh, idealized loopholes is is just a a another portion of those floodgates being opened. It's, it's another, not another portion, though. It is an element of it. I mean, certainly they're, they're, right. And so, so if should there's a we crack be, in it? Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's the <laughs> law, shouldn't we be enforcing that law? No, no, no. You specify what the law is. We know the if laws. It, we just don't enforce them. We. Right. Well, I, and it, I'm, of course. And if that is currently the law and we're not enforcing it, then mm-hmm. sure, we need to examine that law specifically mm-hmm. sure. and find okay. out the morality behind it. Like, Certainly. I understand that. I agree with you. Well, what I about amnesty? It. So, right. like, what's the deal here? What is amnesty? Donald Trump's obviously super against it. Mm-hmm. And what the Democratic well, what Party think? is for it. For for it. More or less. Sorry. I mean, what do you think? What do you think as far as amnesty is concerned? Do you think it's... Well, I don't know. I was hoping you guys... Well, he, he actually, funny enough, was accused of being an amnestyite or whatever by Ted Cruz and mm-hmm. all the other mm-hmm. Republicans at the uh, in the primary debate. Didn't Reagan do an amnesty? Yeah. A lot of them do. It's it's not a, that crazy a thing, obviously. It's just... Even a lot of the Republicans somewhat support this. That The the more center ones somewhat do. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the general idea of them... Not all of them. That's well, not the idea of them reporting it or supporting it is essentially to get them into the system. So all of these people are here illegally, which means they're paid under the table, which means that there's no taxation on he, anything that they do. So... Can it, I say it, the big fear also from the Republican sure, side, just to try to play devil's advocate here, is they, they think that all these undocumented workers are a way for Democrats to start rigging, not theoretically, to th- to start packing the elections with their type of demographics so they theoretically could win every election for the future. Didn't Hispanics overwhelmingly vote for Trump, though? Well, they, 30%. 30%. And, and they did, you're they right, they did throw kind of a, a wrench into that, part? a little bit of the theory there. Traditionally, but, there have been more Hispanics as Republicans than any other minority demographic. Yes. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah, and maybe, and, and you're right. The, Demo- illegal, the Democrats were wrong there. They should not have simply relied on demographics. Clearly, they picked the wrong candidate. And I've said that for a little while now. I think we all have, kind of. I think. Yeah, we all voted for Bernie. What the Gary fuck am I talking about? Johnson. No, he did. Well, I mean, in the primary. Um, I don't know where I want to go from here. Um, do you, One thing I did Do you guys want, want to continue to talk about immigration? Well, I, yeah, we can we can get down to the heart. I feel of like we should save it for a whole episode. Maybe we can do a whole episode. We will. We'll yeah, do several whole episodes. I mean, again, the whole question of our borders necessary. Why are borders in the first place? I mean, yeah. again, you did the, these the, policies are all going to come up soon because we're, they're about to start forming their policy, like in the next week or two, or and the, or maybe and obviously in January, he's going to sign a lot of stuff on the first day, and we'll know a lot of his intent as soon as January twentieth comes around. Yeah. Sorry, what were you about to say? Oh no, I, I was actually going to derail us into another conversation or back into. Give me a, uh, a preview of it. Well, no, I just kind of <laughs> want to. We we touched and danced around it a little bit, but there have been these announcements that uh, that Twitter is going to start um, essentially censoring things. Oh right, they're mm-hmm. going to be shutting down accounts that are yeah. considered to be false media. They're going to be. Uh, uh, it, it seemed to have been largely targeted at alt right accounts, right? Um, but also what they were considering just just false news or false reporting in general. Well, I know how you feel about this pretty much. You've made your feelings known. I'm sure you're, you're not well, on board. What, go ahead. Oh, okay. Explain why. Oh. why aren't you on board? 
so essentially, I mean, this it is detrimental to the entire concept of what we have come to see the internet as. Mm -hmm. And if this sort of ideal persists, then we no longer have those Egyptian revolutions. We no longer have people being able to use these tools as they see. Uh, now, the other problem I have with it is that it is... It, it, to me, it's incumbent upon me to monitor my feed and to decide what news I do want to see and not want to see, rather than a corporation. Once that corporation starts dictating the news, then they are essentially telling me what it is I should be thinking. Now, that's certainly their right as a corporation. There is no... It's also no different than what's already occurring with well, every other media outlet. It, I mean. That's the thing. And it, the, the problem is that Twitter and Facebook, well, not as much Facebook, but Twitter definitely established itself as this sort of freedom, this sort of unencumbered place where anyone could have any discussion. And they sure. they bolstered themselves Maybe with the first. Well, they bolstered themselves a lot with the revolutions that happened. People were using sure. those revolutions. And, and that is something that once the state has control or once anyone has control, once we start deciding what people can and can't read, then we are controlling everything and then nothing we matters. Aren't, we aren't okay. already controlling everything. I mean, again, we can figure out the line. It's not just a slippery slope. If we can place some element of truth on something that's being tweeted, right? If we can have some sort of a fact check behind it, then I think that that would be a benefit to this but to that, Twitter that itself. But that doesn't mean that they should have the uh, I, I, well, they have the right. right. Do they have the right to censor ultimately is exactly, what you're asking? And, yes. and, and because I, it's it's then their opinion that is ultimately the quote right opinion and even yeah. though it's still like it's called social media for a reason but it's not like a media well, why, though? I mean, well, that's where, the, the that's whole where people get their news. A lot the whole of point of social media that is that it is supposed to but be us. And it's if personal. I'm posting it's stories personal. that are being censored, then that is no longer social media. That is the media controlling what I can republish. Or it's the, or, yeah. Well, that's the it's larger media. It's personal opinions yeah. as opposed to, like, you know, a fact check sort of uh, well then then it becomes incumbent upon twitter right. itself to to fact check whatever it is that they're that but they're then censoring it's their, but yeah but then it's ultimately their decision we, as it might be their twitter decision. which means you have to have a stance as far as i mean right we, as far as as far as what what they will deem as true and we whatever exactly. true. and that's fine but i don't see a problem with that I well, we get the obama problem i actually so, i agree with you too okay. because it is sean Paul. It, sorry, <laughs> yes, Sean Paul. Um, because it it would kind of spiral out of control as far as okay, well then, what's right and what's wrong? Are we going to start doing that with, you know, every social media outlet? And then what's to say that what they're I mean, it, it can't all be, well, if this is true, then you can post it. If this yeah. is not true, then you can't post it. Well, we have because a benevolent it, dictator, then sure. But the moment that person gets replaced, we're fucked. Everyone's just writing personal things, totally. you know? It's like, yes, okay. that's so where this it's This is the tough. other part of it, is that they're banning the alt-right people themselves. Yeah. Um, and I kind of make this analogy. they still have a right to say what they want to say, even though we don't think exactly. that it's right. so, And I think great. ultimately it's going to be detrimental to Twitter itself. I think something because of this, something else will pop up and that will probably take precedence. They already have certain outlets well, already. 
well, okay. the alt right rally. Right, but well, something okay, will okay, become okay. more popular. Guys, guys, yeah, I, I guess here's what I'm trying to say: it's that right now, it, Twitter has a decision to make. Right? Do they want to be the sort of message board of complete free speech where you can right. go on and post anything you want, or would you, or do they want to be a kind a of respected media outlet? Media outlet. Yeah. Well, right, you know but they're I mean? not. So I, I think. Well, they they might not be, but if that's if their ultimate goal is to become they something have shareholders like that, now. it's media outlets have Twitter accounts. They aren't. Right, Twitter and, isn't a news outlet. I know, but uh, what I'm saying is that in a way it is. Like I as get a corporation, the, they get to make that decision. Right, they get to make that decision so of whether or not they want to be. And so it. it, it so what you ban media outlets and it's all personal. Well, you ban the media outlets no, 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 you don't no, like. No, they they can they can That's, simply you can't no, just no, ban slow down, guys. What I'm trying to like. say is that it if Twitter is trying to become a a kind of truth based fact based media outlet, that is their prerogative. Sure. If they want to, if the, you know, they originally said they just want to be this like you know bastion of free speech, wherever the hell where people can say whatever the hell they want. I, I don't think they're they're obligated to maintain that. I mean, people do get their news from Twitter, and if they want to be a kind of respected news outlet in the long run, then they I don't see a problem with them I agree saying, with you. "Look, I'm go, <laughs> we are going to I'm going to censor the things that aren't true. We do we do we no longer just want to be the message board for everyone to say whatever the fuck they want. And look, another place if you guys want that is probably going to step in. You can start it fucking today. You can start the website where you can be you know the message board of of free speech across the board. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Twitter currently wants to it's it appears at least wants to pivot toward truth. Let's hold on. Let's also put this in context right, right now. In, in, you know, rather than spe- free Twitter, speech purely. Was how is Twitter doing business wise? You guys know. I don't. They are tanking like a motherfucker. Because they, they don't make money. <laughs> they are losing millions of dollars every month. They just uh, uh, cut Vine. Vine is now yeah. no more. Mm-hmm. That was losing money. Bye, Vine. Bye, Vine. So, uh, Did you use Vine? No. Oh, okay. But I liked yeah. the videos. They were pretty funny. Some of them, like, some, some people were really good at it. Yeah, sure. It's definitely an art form. I yeah. Six seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could do a lot. Yeah, My but- only issue with like Vine is that they they you you had to stop doing it in real time and you can basically just kind of edit and then post it to I it. I think that's like, why ah. Instagram kind yeah, of yeah. swallowed it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Snapchat and all that. Well, that's my point is that they're desperate for money. Totally. And right, right now they're going to do whatever they can to save their company. That's what, true. Whether it's politically correct or not. They've gotten as big as they can be on free speech, they are, so it they doesn't are a matter. Business. And let me give you one more analogy. Let me tell me if this is stupid. Um, I always, yes, it's stupid. Fair enough. That yeah. probably is. But it's... Twitter is like a coffee shop or some place where you can come and you can just talk. And there's a table of people. They're alt-right people. They're neo-Nazis. Yeah, they're, they're just fun one together. table screaming the end. But hold on. <laughs> but but now one of those Milo Yiannopoulos starts trolling one of these nice ladies, Leslie Jones, at another table mm-hmm. with racist shit and, to, and makes all the other tables start ganging up on her. Mm-hmm. Does Twitter have a right to say, hey, you Milo, get the fuck out of my of coffee course. shop? No, yes. she can block him. Twitter, Twitter, has, block, Twitter can, has the right. Of course, tw- they have Twitter the right. has the right because they are a company. They are not the government, right. certainly. But from uh, a free free speech standpoint, if they want to be that bastion of free speech, then no. Yeah, that if they want to be a bastion of free speech, they shouldn't have. But it, but it appears at the moment they don't. But you can also put it in the guise of these people we're kicking off are anti free speech people. Maybe no. No, they, that's, they, that's she, an impossibility. She can say anything. She yeah. can say anything. If you're she truly wants. free speech, you can't you're be right. it's ticked kind of, off by it's speech. It's a catch twenty two or yeah. what type of hypocritical. It's not a catch twenty two. Well, it's like saying it's just I'm going to logical fallacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's just wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> incorrect. What you said, <laughs> but I think it's kind of like the means justify the ends kind of thing. Fucking Machiavellian okay. douchebag. Well, but there's also individuals on Twitter, and then there's also businesses and people representing groups of people. So then That's it's where like, Twitter where do you draw? Money. Yeah, yeah, like where do you draw the line? There, you get just a person going like, 
oh, I don't think the sky is blue. And then what you're going to be like, yeah. oh, sorry, that's not true. Like you're shut down. Yes, that's exactly what they'll do. But, but I don't know if, not, I, whether that's right or not. I don't know. I, yeah. I can't say I'm not Twitter. Yeah, they can I, certainly I make that decision if, if, they, they want. if they are going to be a bastion of free speech, then no, I don't think that they should do that, obviously, because that's that's against the kind of policy for whatever it is. But if they, like, once again, if they want to become a real media outlet for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just that, it you know, it, it appears to be the case that they're at the very least trending that direction. So, yes, if somebody comes on and simply says the sky is not blue – which actually is vaguely true, but <laughs> sorry, you know what it's, I mean. I do. I'm just water isn't wet. Right. There you go. Perfect. Um, or like I believe in aliens or whatever it is. Well, like, just a- aliens exist. I have proof of aliens. Here it is. You know what I mean. They put they they post a thing. Here it is. I have proof of aliens. Here's my proof. Right. Um. Tw- I I would say currently Twitter is taking the obligation to say these thing, th- this is true or this is not true. And I don't know how they're going to fact check it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's right, but I, I would say it is still their prerogative to, yeah, censor, censor the things that are demonstrably untrue. Okay. Um, I guess there's one more thing I want to talk about. I- Only because they're not the government. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. No, look, if if Twitter was a government run or yeah, yeah. there was a government run agency, 100%, I'm totally with you as far as where the free speech line is totally. drawn is there is no fucking line. You yeah. say whatever the fuck you want, that's what it is. And if it was government run, yes. Unfortunately, currently it's a and, – and we can get into the discussion of, you know, how you determine <laughs> truth. A government run Twitter? Oh. Right, exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, which, yeah, sure. I mean, that's kind of whatever. We kind of danced kinda around – a public service. I mean, we, yeah. da- we danced around this one topic of nepotism, but I kind of want to delve back into it a little bit because Jared Kushner, as you talked about earlier, is also the editor in, editor-in-chief or the CEO or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the owner of the New York Observer, which is not a huge paper, but it's becoming more – like an inquirer? I don't think no, so. No, it's just like a it's like, like a, the New York Post, like I a think. fancier oh. like oh, we're supposed to be elite. We have articles that appeal to the elite of New York, or right? Something. The Economist, but it doesn't mm. anymore. That he basically did the same thing, kind of Bannon did, except not quite as you know creepy neo-Nazi. He appealed to everyone and tries to get just more viewers, more clicks, and gets more money. Uh, the point is that they have two media outlets now under their kind of wing, and. Now Jared Kushner and theoretically uh, – now and his his ch- children supposedly have not been asking for top secret clearances, but Jared Kushner has, I think. Yeah, officially uh, as of either today or yesterday. Um, I think that just is going to lead to a lot of other stuff. We also have Vivanka's bracelet being sold well, from no, 60 no, no. Just, Minutes. Just, let's do one thing at a time. Well, it's all about nepotism. It's okay. all about having an – What's un- this bracelet do? So basically, at the 60-minute interview, uh, Ivanka was uh, wearing some $11,000 bracelet, and she was um, – Pimping it on her website like the day after. Oh, like, like what? Like, Sixty like, minutes. She was sending like email out to posts. everyone and like showing you pictures. Here's me. What? Pull my bracelet. Go right, buy my right. bracelet. Are we talking about the bracelet or copies of the bracelet? Is she starting copies a bracelet of the line? Bracelet. I okay. thought her bra- isn't she a she has like a jewelry. Yeah, she's got line. her jewelry run. She's got yeah, a clothing it's line. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I was just trying to you know is, is this the 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 monumental bracelet? <laughs> no, she's not putting it on is, eBay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's so, oh she's, no. she's yeah. yeah she's not, no, she's to, just using. She would be getting the, yeah, the profits. No, from no, no that's horrible. She's yeah. just using the notoriety <laughs> and potentially eventually the the intelligence that they gain. Presidential fashion blogger. Yeah, but to to better their own fucking brand. And to get money, essentially, based yeah. based off the intelligence of That's pretty sure you using get the office putting of- a businessman in as president. He's yeah. like, well, how can I make more money off of my real estate? Like. Let me make a law. That's all this was ever about. He's a genius <laughs> businessman who doesn't know what a blind trust is, and, and yeah, and, and clear. And, that's and his kids thing. are going to run his business, which means that 
Exactly. Obviously, is he's going to benefit. Well, I'm not sh- he might be a genius because it, it might not be that he doesn't know what a blind trust is. He, oh, he might know exactly what it is, but pretending? the law that he we have that lets him get away with tradition. it. Tradition. There's, there's nothing. Law. He there's, said on camera, he doesn't know what it is. Right, and that just might be. I assume that's bullshit. He, said he doesn't I know anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, though I assume everything he says is bullshit. So I, yeah. I don't fucking know anything anymore. <sighs> I don't know anything about the KKK. Yeah. Like, really, you don't? Okay. This is your first time today. Well, sir, here's Birth of a Nation. Check this out. Get back to me. All right, so Woodrow Wilson. This is a great time to end the episode, but I still have one more thing I want to talk about because I do want to end us on the somewhat of a high note. I want to talk about the progress of the Democratic Party and possibly the future of it. You mean the destruction of? Why? Can I ask you why? Sure. Ask me why. Why? Some sort of hope. <laughs> some sort of hope for the future. Because, I mean, but but really, like because I, the see, world the turns. The, the, there's going to be though? another election you know in four what, years. Though? That's why. And we can talk about it when that comes. No, no, I think it, right it's now. now. It's Slow fucking down. now, Slow dude. Slow it's also down. in two years. Let Sunny. me make my point. Right now, there are some real no, wrong. Fucking, <laughs> don't silence us. <laughs> there are some very dangerous things about to happen that could potentially happen to this country while we're fucking sitting around talking about oh, who's going to be the best. You know, Democratic nominee in two fucking We're years. We're going to do no, everything. No, that, we can do it all at the same time. We can. We can do it all at the same time. The, and I don't mind why, you plugging this, but I think... I, the reason why it's being talked about now is because we, well, Democrats need to figure out how they're going to defend themselves in this administration, which starts soon. So they need to figure out who's going to step up, what they're going to be unifying behind, they what they're going strategy. to fight for, what they're going to try and block, or you know what they're going to spread out to the rest of the party that's now really deflated and sad and and you know not really unified. I mean, we're we're unifying behind sort of there is a huge groundswell of uh, what do you think everyone is paying attention right now yeah, every democrat is not only upset but they're fucking mobilized and motivated listen to my yeah. stupid little anarchic my, my apathetic Anarchistic voice right now i'm usually an apathetic the, like boring person but i'm pretty excited right now and a lot of women in my I, life are like yeah, going to this march in washington in, in january don't like, underestimate the power of the progressive left in this country there is a lot of us a lot more than we think and all it takes is a little oh. motivation and spark to get it going and they realized that what we were talking about and what we were fighting for now did not resonate with people Mm -hmm. people did not like get excited i hate using that but people didn't get excited about what we were obviously trying to to talk about or the people that we're talking about it. So besides the president, but yeah. we obviously can't keep Obama in office and there needs to be somebody, another star. And it sucks that we have to do it that way, but okay. they got to start now because well, let's talk about those possible, let's talk well, about those possible stars. Re- real oh, quick ahead. though, there is also this thing that we have been paying lip service to that we have, uh, I, I feel been extremely dismissive of. And that is the fact that there is an election every fucking year. There is not an election every four years. There is not an election every two years. There is an election every year. And that is what we have been ignoring. And that is what we haven't been seeing the Republican Party getting their claws into every single little place they could.
good. And that's one of the big things that people are ignoring is the fact that the Republican encroachment on all of these little positions help to build the momentum one step at a time, one sign at a time. And that's where the Democrats need to refocus. They've been focused at the top for way too fucking long and they have to figure out how to get their people mobilized for the smaller elections that actually affect us more. Like, Like I said, we've paid lip service to it. We talked about it on this show, but I don't think we ever actually do it or feel it or do anything about it. Yeah. We just say it needs to be done. You're but right. I don't know any of my fucking local people. And I still mm-hmm. admit that. And I still need to fucking do something about that. I've been in California for 10 fucking years now. And I don't know who my representative is. I think there's a lot of stuff we can do. And we're all, and this goes back to a ton of podcasts are doing this. They're like, how are there, are there healthy outlets for all of this democratic uh, angst and anger? Uh, one of them is donating to Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. But in one of them is getting- name? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and one of them is, is getting involved with your state legislator, Certainly. going to a town hall meeting and, yep. and calling your fucking representative. Yeah, how, by the way, calling works better than anything else. Um, yes. yeah, so yeah. if there is something that I think, I forget, like a former a former congressman aide mm-hmm. or whatever, essentially, or worked in the Congress. Was, staffer, well, yeah. yeah, it basically was saying if you want to have your voice heard by your congressman, call. Call the state office. Yeah, call the state office. Yeah. It makes sense. Yep. Uh, if and, there's something you're passionate about, jump on that thing. But, and that's but, the thing. And keep hitting that. But the reason we need to start harping on this right now is because Democrats have lost all over the board here. Mm -hmm. The state legislators and the governors are all mostly Republican. Obviously, all the houses and the fucking executive branch is all Republican right now. We're about to have the judicial branch as a Republican majority, which is- For a long time. Gonna upset me greatly. The point is that we have to think about the strategy now because if we don't- all is really, really lost. It gets a lot fucking bleaker oh, if we don't fine. win some elections in two years and in four years. Okay, I yield, I yield. So let's talk about these people. Hold on, you haven't been beaten enough. <laughs> now, because <laughs> people are motivated you. right now, because they're mobilized. Sorry, sir. No, that's true. I think we, they, just, they need to take advantage of this, of this political capital. Yeah. Even though it's a loss, it's kind of weird. There's political capital on the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. And... I think this starts with with what Schumer said yesterday. He had a meeting about this. I mean, Chuck Schumer is kind of this uh, boring old Jew from northern or New York, but he's not the most you know interesting person to fi- to fire up. Why the is gr- it relevant that he's Jewish? Well, he's just kind of lame. He's like you know to me, he just he feels like my grandfather. That's why I guess I say that. Uh, I like him actually. I think he's a good guy, and he's and he's going to be a good leader. And he's kind of open to Trump's policies. Like he's saying, like if Trump says stuff down the pipe that's not bad, he might go along with it. But the point is, he made three big changes yesterday with three. By big the way, people. Amy Schumer's uncle, I think. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh wow! Yeah, they're actually related. I did not know that. That actually <laughs> makes a lot of lies. sense. Um, it's true. It is true. Okay. I'll look we'll, it up. We'll fact check that later. Are you, are you guys aware right of now. the Alex the Jones, way, Amy Schumer uh, tirade? No. <laughs> no. So apparently uh, Alex Jones has um, advertising on his website that he doesn't control. So, you know, just like many websites have, you have the points per click and whatever people can pay to advertise on your site. So apparently Amy Schumer took out a big ad or uh, basically talking about how she was going to leave the country if Trump was elected. And they used a... Uh, a fake quote that had been floating around about how Trump had been uh, Trump had been saying something like it, uh, it, this was like ten or twenty years ago that if he was to run for president he would run as a Republican yeah. because they were all dumb and they mm-hmm. would believe anything that he said okay. and it, like all the way at the bottom in very very fine print it says of course the quote is made up but this is all true regardless and so you know uh, Alex Jones is going on a big tirade about how he's you know not going to be accepting outside media sources anymore. 
more outside advertising and everything's going to be internal because <laughs> it can all be gamed and there is no such thing as as truth. <laughs> you made a lot of statements there. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to, to just steer it another way here, but I want to talk about those three people, the three big appointments. Of, Amy Schumer? Yeah. Right so Chuck Schumer is the leader now of the Democratic Party, I guess. Wow. He's the, I, he's the minority leader, yeah? Well, yeah, no? the Senate minority leader. Okay. Yeah. So I'm theoretically the most powerful man in the Democratic Party, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. A theory, unless Keith Ellison becomes the chair. Anyway, the point is he appointed Bernie Sanders. Obviously, we know about Bernie's past and all he stands for as the outreach guy, the guy who's going to try to appeal to new demographics. They appointed Tammy Baldwin. Tammy Baldwin is a senator from Wisconsin. Hmm, interesting state to pick. I wonder why they picked that one. <laughs> and they also got Joe Manchin, who is a senator from West Virginia. Hmm, interesting. Vermont, Bernie Sanders, big populist and socialist. Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin and Joe Manchin from, Manchin from West Virginia. What does this have in common? What are the Democrats trying to do with these three picks? What do you guys think? Go populist. Go populist. And I feel interestingly about this because I'm a little split, but you know what? Maybe the Democrats is the thing that Democrats need to start winning elections. Or are a little they just, populism goes a long way. Are they still just fighting the last war? Is that going to be something completely Oof. different by the time we get to four years from now? <laughs> yeah, maybe they are always constantly fighting the last war. And maybe that's why they're always losing elections. Uh, I hope that's not the case. I hope they're looking towards the future. I think we'll find out in pretty quickly in a couple of years. So, um, I believe that children are the future. Well, when it comes to the future, I simply don't know, man. Do you guys know? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. I don't know, man. When the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, Spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Because the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. They're cousins, by the way. <laughs> Kissing cousins? Amy Schumer and Chuck Schumer are cousins. Oh, really? Yeah. Identical cousins? I don't know. Man. 